Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 221 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom, here with Trevor and Damon. How's it going, guys? Hey, it's going good. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I have three three things. Oh gosh. So three I played okay. played pickleball. This I thought you were done with pickleball. What happened? So I had one one of the people that listens to the show that I'm friends with. You know, we were trying to figure out what we were doing. We decided to play pickleball with our son, so we did that. I realized the nice thing about pickleball is though, like you can go. Like I was like, oh, we got to get there early because there's going to be a ton of people, which there was because it's the same court that um. Was that the Holdernesses? You know who I'm talking about? Those people that um, um saying you know who yeah. I'm talking about, right? Wait, those, they, wait, those, they live up by you? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, 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 and they use I've... that court to film at sometimes. Oh, okay. no idea what you're talking about, but well, okay. you can look it up. Um, they're, <laughs> they're super like a, famous. They're like actually. a family that does like songs and stuff, okay. right? Is yeah. that the one? But if you look it up, you'll you'll you if you look it up, you'll probably know who they are. But anyway, they're not so, Canada famous, so okay. <laughs> still, they might not be Canada famous, but you still might know who they are. Um, so we decided to go early because I figured it was going to be packed. And then I, you know, it was packed, of course. And then I realized, like, with pickleball, it doesn't even matter. If you have four people, you're ambivalent to the rest of the people there. Like, you put your paddles up, you play your game with your four people. Again, it's that stupid, it doesn't matter if you win or lose rule. You're never playing with anyone else. So it almost is irrelevant. Yeah, Yeah, it's almost irrelevant as how many people are there. It's just a matter of how long do you have to wait to get back on until after your game is over. So we did that. That was actually fine. Um, I finally got around to watching the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which is on Paramount. Was it good? I heard it was good. It's not. Um, Really? I heard it was good. (laughs) No, I don't know where you heard that from because most people say it's not good. I don't think it got great reviews either. I I think we hoped it was good. Yeah, I think that was was the thing. We hoped it was good. But, you know, it kind of led me to uh, an interesting place. Why is there not a and d park somewhere? Like, gosh, would that be the best? Like, why? I mean, like the the 1980s opening? No, no, no. Yeah, wouldn't that be funny? No, no, no. Not that sort of park. But like, what if like the IP was bought by Disney? Like, what would that mean? Like, how cool would that be to have a D&D section of the park kind of like Star Wars? There's just so much rich history there. And there's so many stories to pull from. I mean, even more than Star Wars by like a thousandfold, right? That have already been written. So it would be super cool. Like I could imagine the Avatar and Underdark. Anyway, it was just a thought and I kind of was wow, I wish somebody would really do that. Maybe if Universal gets rid of, you know, all their Marvel stuff, they can pick that up. Or maybe Disney could pick it up. But anyway, I thought that. I just want to say it has a 91% of Rotten Tomatoes and a 93% audience. Yeah, it is not good. So you're in the second. And I don't don't agree with Rotten Tomatoes anymore. Like, I I just... I usually look at the audience score. I look at the audience score more than the critic score, you know? Yeah, I I don't know Mm. if I feel that... I'll leave the general audience alone. I, I'd rather see real reviews by reviewers. But and here's the third thing. So I'm pretty much at this point done with the group and done with Discord. I've gotten to the point where I realized that, listen, everyone wants to chime in on what they think that we need to do or what we should be doing. I was having fun with this point thing. I thought it was, you know, fun and interesting. And everyone has a comment about it. Like, I'm just done. So 
take that with what you will. I am, you know, more than happy to see the people that I plan to see when I go down to Disney this time, but I'm out for a while. I just, I'm done. People think that this is easy, that, you know, the three of us, it becomes easy. It's not. And when you do something, you're in control of it. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. I, okay. That's, that is totally <laughs> fair, man. I, I, I get your sentiment and, and yeah, you know, I, I kind of stayed out of the whole points thing because it, it was just it was just fun. Have, but yeah, I know it was silly. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was just silly and fun. It was, and yeah, and then people it got take things <laughs> way way too out of control. I'm just I'm I'm done. Like I have better things to do in my life. Like I, you know, if I'm going to spend time, it's going to be for you know enjoyment. So mm-hmm. take that as what you will. It is interesting and, what you're saying, though. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Trevor. I was just going to say, you know, you know, I understand. Um, like you, you had that very competitive not competitive thing going on like you yeah, were, yeah. you were you were framing it as very like you were being but fun competitive yes like, exactly and, yeah. and i i get that because i i do the same thing with my friends all the time yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll start competitions and it's not because anyone's actually like wanting to win i, I mean we have like weird moments where it's like Absolutely. you do crazy stuff to try and win but it's overall it's like when whatever shakes out shakes out yep so I get it. Like it's 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 unfortunate that uh, you, you yeah, know, it wasn't. I guess you kind of right you kind of forget. Like you kind of put yourself out there. And again, like these people, I don't know these people, right? In general, and you kind of expect have these expectations based around like kind of how your friend group goes, and it's not really like that. I'm just mm-hmm. you know, I have better things to do than you know what I mean to to deal with that. So I'm just done for a while. Not to say I'll never be back, but I, I'm done for a little bit. I'm just yeah, that's fair. Well, I mean, I will say the the points thing has gotten a lot more engagement on the group. That's what I'm saying. Well, well, that's yeah. kind of the whole point. Like, yeah. people are going to complain about engagement. Like, it's 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 our world, right? Like, how are you going to complain about engagement if that's what we want to do? Listen, you got options, right? Like, well, yeah. you got yeah. options, man. Well, so I just I I can't listen. I have better things to do in my life than than deal with that. So, well, and, and to your point, you know, Damon, like you just before the show, we were talking about like one particular topic. Do we want to talk about it or not? And and I said something to the effect of, I feel like we have to talk about it. And you're like, we don't have to talk about anything. <laughs> and sometimes I forget it's no. our show that we can do whatever <laughs> exactly. we want. Exactly, you know, like yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but, I mean, you know, it's we, but I guess we, I guess the other thing is too. I want to make sure because it, with these, Tom's going to be away, so we're going to be yeah. doing two wait lists, which is going to be fine. It'll be fun. Um, then I'm going to be going away, so I'll be at Disney. So I just kind of want to talk, I guess, a little bit about what I'm doing. I'm so this is going like your last to, full episode for like a month, basically. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, crazy, <laughs> right? Um, so it looks like I'm going to be going to Gaylord Palms for two days. Uh, we picked there because of that little like they they have their own water park ish like i'm gonna say ish because it is really not like a huge water park but it's pretty cool they have a few slides when we were there last must have been gosh five six years ago i think they had two and now they have i think they just put together some sort of cool lazy river as well looks kind of neat um, i always I like think, lazy river I'm a yeah i do river. love a lazy river and they think they also have um and, and on a lap, not really a lap pool, but a pool you could swim laps in, which is always helpful for us. We otherwise we have to go over to International Drive to the to the big pool for my son to swim. But yeah, so we're gonna go to Gaylord Palms for two days. <clears throat> Excuse me, Gaylord Palms for two days. Stay there and then go over to Saratoga. We're gonna try to hit City Walk. I think at Universal one of the days we're doing nothing, and then we're gonna. I think on the thirteenth we're gonna try to meet some people from the show at Disney Springs. And oh, then nice. the 14th. Some listeners, you're going to be. Yeah. Okay. 
And then the 14th, we are going to go to Epcot for Flower and Garden, nice. which I, I hope okay. there's still the butterfly thing. Oh, yeah, and then we're coming butterfly home. thing going on, man. Yeah, 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 I hope so. I hope so. So and then we're going to come home. So it'll be one day in the park. Um, we're going to kind of just take it how, as we go. You know what I mean? Like kind of roll around the Disney Springs or Universal. May look for some mini golf on a day that we kind of have nothing going on. Um, right. So it will be an interesting trip. And we're staying at the tree houses. So. I'm excited to hear how the tree because you never stayed there before, right? No, we have. I feel like you've talked about it. Like, yeah, yeah, we wanted to, and I think this was kind of the year to to do it because why not, right? We're going to kind of blow our points because there's only five of us going, which is you know for the treehouse it's a little bit of overkill, but we we had the points, and I don't see us necessarily running back next year because honestly, if the whole Universal thing does pan out with Epic Universe. That's where we're going, and we're going on that cruise. I mean, that's where we're going next year. Yeah. Um, I don't see us. So I'm getting back to like, hey, I would love to stay at you know the larger, nicer places, even if it meant going every two years for a trip, at least for a little while. I mean, with the kids in college, man, things get tough. Things yeah. get tough. So that may be, again, something that we do, which is using all of our points every other year for one of the larger rooms. Um, cause now again, remember we don't need to stay at Hilton head anymore since my wife's family built their house. We're actually going to be there over Memorial day. So. Yeah. So to your point, Damon, like I'm kind of doing the same thing, right? We're, we're, I mean, not purposely though. We just had, we're just yeah. too busy this year, but you know, we're going to have so many points next year that we're going to end up doing a grand villa somewhere, which, you know, we've always yeah. wanted to do, but like, it just so happens we're going to have enough points because we're not doing anything this year. So <laughs> Absolutely. And, and and you know, again, why not at the end of the day, yeah. right? Why not have that little extra room? I think you get used to it as well. Oh, definitely. Right? You get spoiled on the bigger room. You definitely get spoiled That's on the dangerous it. part. That is yeah, the and, part. And yeah, and I think yeah. once you start <laughs> having, like, people, like, even one bathroom is just a disaster with five people just oh, in yeah. general, even on a vacation. But even oh, yeah. two, some of the twos – you know, it's, gosh, it's nice to have a little bit of a spot to kind of chill. And because we are doing a one day part trip only, you know, we're going to need kind of that, that time to hang out. Now, I don't know. I think we'll try to do Guardians. Like, so what is the situation with Guardians? Is it still that lottery thing was. going on? Yeah, you yeah. can do virtual queue or you can buy okay. either way. Yeah. I, but I think it's a lot easier getting the virtual queue now just because, you know, the initial, you know, the initial yeah, cr- crowd is, is calmed yeah. down. So I think you could probably get into the, the, the queue. Well, yeah, we'll kind of see. And then I think, like I said, the, the eating part. But, you know, I told you guys the last time we have this problem of my, the kids my want two to sit kids, down and eat. <laughs> they want to sit down and eat. So I don't know how this will work again. And my guess is what will end up happening is that we do Epcot, like, you know, we get up, we go, we kind of do our thing. I think we might even, if we do Guardians, maybe we'll just buy into, you know, Lightning Lane again, just so we don't have to think about it. Um, but they want to do Test Track, so I got to make sure we get on Test Track too somehow. So we'll figure that all out. But, you know, we'll probably come back around, you know, six, something like that. And I don't know what time the park's open to, but my guess is my boys either stay or go back. It's usually and, nine you know, or 11, depending on. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll probably go back. I don't think that will be what I do, but I think that they'll go back. And then we're leaving the next day. We, You know, it's funny. We have all these discussions about how, um, you know, kind of how the vacation works and what you want to do. And I'm one of those people where, like, if, if you were to come back, let's say we came back from Disney at 10 o'clock at night, right? That's fine. I can go to sleep and, you know, get up and leave the next morning. I'm fine with that. But 
if we came back, let's say, we're, let's say with our last day we had nothing to do. We kind of had to switch our Epcot plans because of this. So let's just say we're leaving the 15th in the morning. Let's just say we went to Epcot on the 13th, which was the original plan. And then we're going to like just do nothing on the 14th, but leave the 15th. Dude, I have, I want to leave. Like when I'm done with vacation, like I'm you're, done. You're ready to I get want, home. I'm you ready just to get go home. home. Yeah. I, yeah. So <laughs> I have this tough thing. So I had to actually move Epcot to the 14th to kind of alleviate that like vacations over anxiety so that I didn't have to like worry about rushing home. Cause you know, again, if we go to Epcot, I'll be exhausted if we're at Epcot all day. Um, so I'll go to sleep, get up and then, you know, I'll probably be ready to go at 5 a.m. where the rest of them will probably be ready more like 10. But um, I felt like that's something I have to do on my vacations at least. So. Damon, on the on the 14th, you're actually – or the 15th, right? You said you're going the 15th? No, going the 14th, leaving on the 14th. Leaving oh, okay. Wow, so you're leaving in the middle of the week? Yeah, interestingly <laughs> that's enough, That's so right? weird. Isn't uh, it's that? not a bad thing. No, I no. was going to say, so Epcot was open until 9, but it has one of those after-hours events, one of the paid after-hours. On what? On the 15th? On the 15th, the 14th. yeah. On the 15th. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. On the 14th. It, it is weird, but what's happened is is that we tried to incorporate the um, the weekend. And we're again, because we're doing the, the tree houses, I was like, I'm not trying to stay a week. You know, yeah, a full yeah. week. So that's why I did Gaylord for the 10th, 11th. We're really only at the tree houses, 12th, uh, 13th, 14th. Okay. And then leaving the 15th. Because it is, listen, it's still the tree houses. It's still a bunch more points than regular, right? And we were kind of like, if we're not doing park trips, why do I need to be there the whole week? What else am yeah. I doing? Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. You can only do so much. Like, And listen, yeah. it, it's nice to hang out and and do like I said, my wife's about like this kind of do nothing relaxing, which is why we have two days of that. But a week of that at Disney can still be pricey even with no park tickets. Yeah, your your points are worth something at the end of the day. So it's your park hours are nine to nine at Epcot that day. Okay, I'll be a long day. Yeah. So uh, my guess is we come back at six and they stay till nine. That's just my personal take. Well, and you can get in at eight thirty with early entry. So. If you want to, yeah, I don't, you want to get I don't know if I could do 12 well, hours. If you could do 830, park. though, you could you could rope drop test track and that, that solves your test track problem, you know? Whew, yeah, we'll have to see. That actually might not be a bad idea. They might be up for rope dropping if they really aren't doing anything the, you know, the days before that. Yeah. So we'll kind of just make that our day of like, hey, we're going all in. So Get, get it done and then you can take a break midday and then figure yeah. out what you want to do. Yeah, I think, so. like I said, I mean, for me, I'm disappointed that there's, you know, the Moana thing is what I'm looking forward to as kind of the next thing. But, dude, like, what is coming to Disney? Like, what do we have coming? The Moana thing and what else? Or, or I mean, not a whole Splash lot of right now. I mean, they're going to, I mean, hopefully announce stuff. But I, Yeah, but I mean, I right now, we really have that. And then the the re, redesign of Splash Mountain, right? What else That's is really on the Pretty agenda? much it for the time being, yeah. Yeah. That's I just think- it's, it's a weird cycle. Trevor, do you think that they're going to wait until more comes out about Epic Universe before they release information or what? I actually don't think Epic Universe has anything to do with it. I, I yeah. think what we're seeing is kind of um, people don't realize this, but when it comes to like planning or new stuff, like when big events like COVID happened, yeah. um, there is there is like a delayed reaction on things. And I think what we're seeing right now is that you know, they had a bunch of stuff in the hopper up until COVID. And then it, it was like things completely dropped off and it, and it was waiting for them to, you know, finish up their existing projects. I think what's happened now is that they've spent all their time finishing up their existing projects and they're kind of resetting and figuring out what's next. But the problem is, is that usually they have, you know, 
they're pretty good at the cadence of, you know, they're announcing stuff and things are in the works and they're already in the back end figuring out the next thing. Right. Yeah. I think it, think I, it's unfortunately bad timing for them yeah, with yeah. Nintendo land and Epic universe coming their lull, unfortunately just is going to kind of overlap this non lull at universal, which is kind of weird, but well, maybe, they're talk about that that thing. maybe they're trying not to compete with that. You know, they just, yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I think it's good for them to just let Epic universe happen because they don't have to compete quite as hard. They can yeah. let that build up and the hype die down on that. And then they can do the next thing because that so, like, it's, it's easier that way instead of them having to spend a whole bunch more money competing directly. And I just don't, yeah. And I just don't think they're going to compete for the same audience. So why bother? It's different. Um, so we're going to, we're going to talk about this. Uh, so let's just kind of yeah. table the rest. Cause we are going to talk about what should Disney be doing next as a wait list. That will be one of the wait lists. And what yep, do we yep. say the other wait list is? Yeah, so so the two wait lists we're going to do. So Disney has stated that they want to spend seventeen billion dollars in the, over the next ten years at, at at Disney World. So we're going to speculate on what that could be for. What are they going to spend seventeen billion dollars on? Uh, so Duck we're going to talk I, through that re- recreation of Duckburg. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to cost. Let's let's wait list that. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> and then the other one is, uh, and we're going to talk about this in a few. What are they going to do with the Star Cruiser space, or what should they do with the the, the space that Star Cruiser is in? So. Those are the two wait lists we're going to do. So stay tuned for those. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I'm, I, you know, I love the reckless speculation on stuff. So I, and these are two, like, you know, basically we're just speculating or coming up with our own ideas. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to talk about those two things. Uh, especially, I mean, like I said, the $17 billion thing. I mean, if you think about it, like over the quote Disney decade where they added a new park and all the new, all the new hotels and uh, actually added two new parks. I mean, it's, they probably didn't spend seventeen billion dollars over those those ten years. Now, given that was a while ago, right? That was the you know the nineties. Yeah, but, so like thing. it's yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's different. But at the same time, seventeen billion dollars is a lot of money, right? So if they've yep. got that much penciled in for the next ten years, I mean, that's going to be a lot of stuff. I mean, we'll get into it though. That's a lot of bubble wands. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, so anyway, uh, so we'll we'll talk about that in the waitlist. Though, as as tempting as it is to get into it here, uh, we'll wait. So yeah. So what we we have one listener question for this Just one. week. Yeah. So yeah. So let's let's go through that, and then yeah, we can kind of touch on some of the news that we already alluded to. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Nathan says, "Have you ever gone to Disney for business reasons?" I've been fortunate enough to go to Walt Disney World to attend Disney's Approach to Leadership and Excellence three-day course and InfoSec World. It's a cybersecurity conference for those of us that get to do that IT kind of stuff. That's cool. I, I would love to go to InfoSec. but I, I have to start this off by apologizing to Nathan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So I made a joke comment on one of his posts and I... He said he 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 posted a th- I think this is the same Nathan. He where he posted a, a a picture and he said, you know, I'll give 10 points to the person that captions this the best. And I jokingly said I'll give 10 uh Tom Nichols to if you delete this post. And I was trying to it, it was, <laughs> And I was I was he making did. a reference to the office from, you know, I don't know if anybody watched the office but yes. like mm-hmm. the Stanley Nichols thing. I, I was doing that joke, right? And then Nathan went and deleted his post and was like, "Dude, I was kidding. Like don't delete your post. I was <laughs> just funny. joking." So I felt really but bad. But now you owe him 10 Tom Nichols, though. So yeah, I, I do. I owe him 10, 10 Tom Nichols. That's right. <laughs> <So> <laughs> just, you know, to the conversation about the points thing getting out of control. But <laughs> yeah. but anyway, yeah, I'm sorry, Nathan. I think it's the same Nathan. But whichever Nathan it is out there, I apologize. This was I was kidding. <laughs> like, you didn't have to delete your post. So anyway, <laughs> 
Um, but I have not gone there for business reasons. I do not. Um, the jobs I've had typically don't require, uh, you know, kind of conferences and stuff like that. We don't, you know, the, my industry doesn't. I mean, they, there are some, but it's just nothing that I do that I would attend a conference. You know what I mean? Or for really, you know, do one of those leadership courses. I, I you know, I don't think that my company would pay for something like that. Yeah, it's. It's a hard thing. Like I, I've gone to a couple of conferences over the years that my company's paid for. And, you know, you know, depending on, you know, the climate of how, or I guess in, in IT specifically, it's like, you know, companies will kind of look at if they have money, they'll send people to conferences. But then like right now we're kind of in a phase where it's um, they, they don't see the value in doing so. So, sure, yeah. so none of us get to go, unfortunately, even, th- even though, you know, we do, we do like going to those things, you, you know, you, you get a chance to meet um, other people in the industry and you, you, you learn about, you know, all kinds of cool things in my opinion, you know, if you like nerding out about it stuff, I guess. Um, but as far as going to Disney for a conference, I, there was a couple of years that um, I know Microsoft had their conferences down in Florida and I tried to go. I, I tried to convince my company to let me go and they wouldn't. So I've never gotten to go to Disney on a business trip. The, cl- the closest I've had to a fun conference was we actually did a year. Um, one of the conferences was in Vegas. And I know that sounds great, except that I actually don't gamble. So it wasn't as fun as it sounds, but it was still cool <laughs> to to be there for, you know, your, you know, go to a, a go to Vegas for a conference. But yeah, um, I would love to go to to Florida for something like that. But I also know it would be hard because I would find reasons why I don't need to attend, you know, some of the seminars and stuff because I, you know, I've got an annual pass or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's interesting, Trevor, cause there, there was talk at my job for a while about me taking a trip out to LA, right? Cause we have some, we, my company has some people out in LA and I was like, you know, if I end up in LA, like there's no way I'm going out to LA and not taking a day and going to Disneyland. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like I'm, I, I have to make that happen if I somehow were to get out there. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen now, just because you know it's, it's like you were talking about. It's the we're not really doing as much travel uh, right now. But it's you know if it happened, I mean, I would I would have to take a trip. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, <laughs> anytime there's an opportunity like that, right? You you take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, (laughs) yeah. And Damon, I don't know if you have, uh, have an answer. You don't, you've never been down. So for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So uh, we have a piece of DVC news. So you might remember months ago, this probably last year, right? Mm -hmm. That they they first announced two factor authentication for, for, for Disney vacation club members. So they launched it and then it didn't work, right? So it had issues. Yeah. It had some issues. Yeah. Which, you know, if you're launching two factor authentication, you really don't want it to have issues. <laughs> Doesn't exactly build confidence in the security of the website. So uh, they're relaunching this now, uh, but they're only using it for parts of the site uh, like uh, loan information. So, like some I, of the sensitive yeah, stuff. I think that's way smarter way yeah. to kind of handle it. But, you know, it just they they have to do something because I'm just now surprised at so many of the things that require, you know, two factor authentication, yeah. which aren't even using 
their own authenticator, right? Like, but it's almost like everything. And I feel like, you know, with so many people just being beat these days on, you know, identity theft and things like that, which is do people that I wouldn't have expected to be beat. Like they're telling me stories about how they were beat, right? Like it's, it's bad now it's bad because they're so good at it. Like, so I, I feel like this is something that they have to do. They don't really have a choice, but I also think it's smart to only do it for certain parts of the website to make it a little bit easier if you just want to check things. So I, I like it. Um, I almost feel like they should just tap on to, to Google at this point and just use their two-factor use authenticator, authenticator yeah. and call it a day. Because I feel like now, you know, I have stuff in there that I'm just you know, I keep forgetting about. But like my authenticator list is kind of big. You oh, know? yeah. It's getting and, more and more common, you know. And and yeah. what's what's really interesting is is that you know the Disney TV end is using the Google Authenticator for their stuff that they're doing. So it's kind of weird that they wouldn't, you know, kind of tap into that. But I, they're two two different areas of the company. Well, yeah, because I, I was going to say I think the way that Disney's organized is that each division of the company has like their own CTO. So like yeah. they do like their own, they seem to all do their own thing, which doesn't feel like it makes like a lot of sense. I agree with you. Dan. Like it feels <laughs> like they should at least be talking yeah, you know, yeah. instead of but, just doing their own thing. But I yeah. think the other thing is too, is when you start to think about the experience for other, you know, for the people, and if you're going to do it anyway, like that's fine. And listen, I'm sure people have problems with Google authenticator, but it's been around for so long. I'd rather have it as you know, a line item on my Google Authenticator rather than a whole new system setup. I mean, I know that they're probably not even going to use, um, you know, they're going to do it via email or text or something yeah, like that, kind of like the bank yeah. does. Yeah. But it would be nice just to have it there, to be honest with have you. Have it as an option, at least, right? Yeah. I mean, give me as an option. That would be fine. I, I kind of like the uh, ones that do biometric for the two factor yeah, auth. Yeah. yeah. You know, that then you don't have to remember a code or anything like that it's just scary thumbprint but yeah that that aside you, you know you're you're right damon you know it's it, it's good that they've approached this i guess that they kind of dialed back mm-hmm. instead of hitting everything I, I get the feeling that they may have adjusted their approach that you will eventually see it throughout the entire site yeah i was wondering yeah. that too trevor but, but it seems like, like they're kind test. of like testing yeah. sections first or, or like getting get, well, working out all the bugs in a smaller and, and I think that the, yeah. the loan section is not a bad thing because in theory, most of your loan work it, it shouldn't, I hope it isn't, but it, it shouldn't be an emergency issue, right? Yeah. yeah. It should yeah. be a checking, doing, have a little bit of time issue, hopefully, um, rather than something that's imperative that day. Um, so that does make sense. Yeah. I'm fine because it has to, it has to happen. So yeah. Yeah. It just, it has to happen. And it's also it's a much smaller subset of the larger DVC, right? Like mm-hmm. like not everybody has loans, so um, or loans through DVC, right? Be- mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it makes sense for them to kind of target that as their. I feel like they're using it as a pilot group for for this rollout, yeah. and then you'll you'll probably see after a couple of months when you know as long as they don't have any major breaking issues, then you'll see it eventually hit the rest of the site, which I. I agree with you that, you know, it would be nice if they went with something a little more sophisticated, but at least even having, you know, the, you know, a text verification or email or whatever is still better than the nothing we have right now, which, you know, if you kind of think about it, you know, Disney's um, 
kind of leaving themselves hanging in the wind a little bit that, you know, people can like, it it doesn't seem like um, as big of a deal, but you know, people's points and stuff like that. If if somebody figured out how to abuse that system, um, that could be very dangerous, right? Like, I mean, it, so. if a scammer books a reservation, though, I mean, I'm going to know their name and everything. So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but if again, yeah. if if account, an account gets compromised, and yeah, no. like, who knows, right? Like, they could. People do all kinds of crazy stuff, and like, yeah, even I'm sure there's some. You know, you you, you you think you think about like you know people say, you know, like, like even myself, you know, you know, being in it and, you know, working with it professionals for years, you know, you know, like Damon is, you know, there was plenty of times where I was like, you know, there's no way anybody I know will get caught by this thing. And then somebody gets caught and you're like, more than than one person. You're kind of, and, and, and you have to like really rethink and go, why did that happen? And, and then you realize, oh, you know, this is, you know, they're getting way better at this than they are. Realize. And, and <laughs> so, I'll tell you the truth. Yeah. Like it's taken more time for me now because of all the double checking you almost have to do when you mm-hmm. get a text or something. So this makes it nice where you don't necessarily have to worry so much, but I'll tell you, it must've been a few weeks ago. Something came through that I was like, Oh, and then I was like, wait a second. Right. And it took me like a bit to figure out that like, no, that really wasn't legit. And that was really good. Like it was really yeah. good. So yeah, it's definitely one of those things these days. You, you got to really be careful. So this, it makes sense. I, I think that they had to do it. I think the way they're doing it is good. Thumbs up all around. Again, I would have liked to have rolled it in with the rest of my stuff, but if they can't and they want to have control over it, which they probably do, I get it. That's yeah. fine. It'll be fine. Might be a feature. I, an app would have been nice though. Like that's the thing. Like, I get the email or text, but gosh, an app would have been nice, especially just in case. You get what I'm saying? Like the yeah, just in yeah, case do, portion. Yeah. Do you think they could actually authenticate through their own app? Because I know other, like um, I use um, Steam uh, as a, a game platform yeah. and like Discord yeah. and stuff. They have their own authenticators through. The, so just, like just you, rebrand me the Google yeah. one. Like, yeah. That's really all I care about. But, I was I was surprised that like for my Synology, like they're using Google for the for their authentication to my own NAS that exists in my own house. Um, so yeah, they could, but some yeah. companies just don't want to, right? They either want to use their own or they want to not use one or, Hey, listen. Yeah. I just wonder if Disney could like turn my Disney experience, like a, or add a part of that to that is the authenticator yeah. to get into your account. Right. Yeah, like, just have like a push alert come through the, through the app and you, you know, yeah. approve it or, you know, unapproved, you know, disapprove. Yeah. And I, I think biometrics. The, I, yeah. I think the problem is, is that, you know, when, when you, when you talk about just doing, you know, via text message, the email to me is too easily compromised as well. I think the text message one is mm-hmm. kind of the best at this point, if you really want to just high end, because if you don't have your phone, hijacking a text message from a phone is way harder. Like email, like the person that I know, you know, their email was compromised. So they, this is the problem they had there. So their Facebook was compromised, but their email was compromised. And then the, the hacker dude like put their email on their account and their phone number on their account. So there was almost no access. I almost think that email is, I don't love email, that because it's too easy to get somebody's email account. Yeah. E- especially if you hack them. Yeah. Even when, even if you get an account compromised and you get it back, like you said, you actually have to check for like forwarding rules and stuff because yeah. like you said, they can still, even though you think you've got it, 
they're, they're still getting things forwarded to them. That's what that, was happening. It took yeah. me, it took me a while personally to yeah. fix it, but to, with your phone and just texting, like, gosh, that would be, it's, it's less because of the fact that SIM cards aren't spoofed yeah. as quickly as email. And if they are, there's a lot more effort involved. There is. Yeah. And if you really want my Disney account that, that bad, you can just come on vacation with me. Like I'll let you come. <laughs> just come right. on vacation. Just come on vacation. Yeah. Just, just show up. You're fine. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah just, yeah. just show, there's room in the tree houses. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. So we got, we got the star anyway. cruiser next. This is a big one. This, so, yeah, this kind of surprising, but kind of not, I guess I, yes, I figured it was going to last. Yeah, a little so, longer. Yeah, so Walt Disney World is closing. The Star Cruiser the last voyage will be the 28th of September, uh, yeah. concluding on the 30th. And what's weird about this is, is that it's also so very close that yeah. it's closing. So we won't discuss about what we think it should be, but we'll kind of discuss a little bit about, you know, what happened, what we feel about. It. Yeah. yeah. So for me, you know, again, and this was an interesting discussion because I had this as I'm playing pickleball as well. We were kind of talking about this specific topic. And, you know, this person felt the same way as I did I- exactly, which was they would have loved to have done it, but they really would have loved if it was full on role play, kind of like what I had said, which I was surprised, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but they felt this kind of the same way. Like, hey, if it was all in, I wouldn't have minded paying the money, but I don't. What did, what did he say? Something about like, I don't want to see somebody showing up in, you know, jeans and a t-shirt right and a like bader t-shirt like yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like some but Star Wars I, I think t-shirt. the problem is is it's definitely a you know a fomo like and i'm gonna lose out on some checklist right i was at zero for that last checklist but now i'm gonna be like a one if someone added in you know wrote on the star cruiser i don't like missing out on things like this because when they come at a uh, come up at a later point so while i wasn't rushing to go there at what i originally thought especially because of the fact that there wasn't a full in, you know, on this, I feel like I'm still upset that I won't have been on it at all. And I don't think they gave us enough time. I I think really what they should have done here is given us a year. I feel like would have been comfortable for the people that wanted to book. I think they would have been surprised at how many people were like, you know, me and this other person kind of just weighing our options, but probably would have gone. Well, because yeah, you can, then you create some scarcity, right? Like, and, and already I've been seeing reports of that some of the last dates are getting sold out. I mean, like, so they're, absolutely, yeah, because oh, people course, are like, yeah, because yeah, now people are like, oh, I got to do it quickly, right? But I mean, there's nothing to stop them from reopening it at some point, right? Like, I mean, they could just two years from now when the economic situation is different or something, you know, they just be like, yeah, let's, I, let's reopen it. You think that they're going to shutter this for a set amount of time? I no, I don't. I I think. No. I don't I, either. I, yeah, no, I don't. I'm just saying they could, right? Like, I don't think that they're going to, like, shut yeah, it down. Yeah. Listen, and we're, we're going to delve too far into this. But what I'm going to tell you is, is that I feel like if they just made it special times where they did that, when they were fully booked and you kind of did it like, you know, they do kids sporting events. Like, hey, if we don't have X amount of people, we're not running that weekend. Right. And you just yeah. made it like that. Then you can continue to run it and then use it as a secondary function on those times that it wasn't, I would be on board with that. Yeah. I I think the hard part is, and you know, you know, the part we're overlooking is that it's very heavy on cast members with specialized roles. And 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 not getting that money back. Yeah. Cause you're paying those cast members. Listen, they gotta be paying those cast members a fair chunk of change. And like you're saying, Trevor, there's so many of them and there's still costume upkeep. There's so much, money involved in it. And again, as I kind of said on the group, I feel like, 
you know, it's a line item and they're looking at that going, well, how much did it make? That's not enough. Yeah. Like that's not even a tick mark. It's not like, worth it. Yeah. yeah. No. You know, I, I think the thing is, is, you know, D- Disney, like everything else, they gather metrics from it. They, you know, they, they look at lessons learned and all that. And I, I think, you know, this was an experiment, but I, I think, you know, all of us were kind of looking at it as, you know, a, a success, a success meant that it stayed open or that, you know, everybody loved it. And the thing is, is everybody did love it. It seemed that they did it. Like I didn't see a lot of, I didn't see a lot of negative around it. No. Um, I, I think, you know, Disney probably sees it as a success, but like you said, you know, they were probably also looking and going, Hey, we can't really feasibly keep running it longer than X. And, well, and, and, and the thing yeah. is, I don't know if it was ever meant to be because you have this story and yes, you could have changed it around the story somewhat, so do you think that they lost money on it? I don't know if they lost money. I just don't know if it was yeah. enough, right? Like to your point, yeah. Damon, right? Like most of the a lot of the cast members on the Star Cruise were actors. Were like, yeah. you know, they're not regular mm-hmm. cast members, right? And and they had some regular cast members, you know, the hotel operations and all that and you know the and and all that, but this was a lot more of an expensive experience. It was all inclusive, right? You're so you're talking about the food as well, right? It is part of this. And, um, you know, it, there's a lot, even though it was expensive, I think their margins were probably still pretty thin. And especially because they only had a hundred rooms, well, like it's so small, you know? And I think that was the problem, right? Everyone complained about the cost, but I almost think the cost had to be more yeah. to make it really yeah. what it was. But see, again, I think that if you had the cost and you up it to be more, then the problem is... You know, for me, it had to be all inclusive LARPing or otherwise I just don't see it because you really had to gear yourself to those hardcore people that that's what they wanted and maybe that they would pay that price. But again, if you're not doing it all the time, these people that are working it have to make a living. Yep. They can't be coming on, you know, once every three weeks to do this show unless they're working somewhere else in the park. I mean, that's the only way you can make it happen if you're going to put it as a limited experience is have them somewhere else. And can you maintain that? You know, I think that they're going away from that. So I don't know. It's disappointing though. Or alternately, they would need a ridiculously large pool of on-call people for this, which that becomes a dice roll as to what you would get performance wise. Right. Because it is like, like you said, it's acting and all that. So yeah, I yeah, can't I, get a Greedo that week, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> or, or, yeah, or you, you get one that, you know, goes rogue on his script, right? Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, that might make it interesting though, but yeah, yeah. but like yeah. there was um, with, with only a hundred rooms, you're talking, it's like, it's a very set amount of revenue that you're going to get. Right. So even if you're at 90% capacity, it, it costs the same pretty much all the time. Right. So you're getting a certain amount. So unless you raise prices, you're just yeah. not getting you're just not going to make more money on it. And, you know, they're probably paying the cast members more. Right. Because mm-hmm. all of the cast yeah. members, you know, uh, uh, labor costs have gone up. Right. So I almost think that if you did this again, you would have had to make it bigger. Yeah. Right. More money or have pitched it differently. Right. Like so that it wouldn't have been this weird limbo between casual and hardcore. It, it's in between there. It's this yeah. weird limbo. Yeah. You either had to go super casual and just go hotel, right? Listen, we're delving into the wait list. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 I don't think we are because we're talking about what happened to make it fail. The wait list is about what would they should do with it in the future, right? Yeah, so you are yeah. talking a little bit about the future, but yeah. 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 So it's more of a should have, yeah. Yeah. Um, and- 
I mean, I don't know if Disney views this as a failure, though, right? I like, don't think they do, because no, I yeah. think they gather... Listen, what at the end of the day, wh- where's all the money? It's in data at this point, right? Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Data is where we're going to in general, and this brought data. So I don't think it's a failure. I think it brought them data. I, I think, too, though, so I, I, you know, I, I posted an article here from uh, Theme Park Insider, which, you know, the... Uh, I forget what that guy's name is. Uh, was it Robert Niles? Um, yeah, Robert Niles. He's a pretty respected uh, guy that writes about this stuff. And and his read on it is, uh, is I think, pretty interesting. And I, I kind of agree with it. He said, a Disney spokesperson called the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser a premium boutique experience. And that was the problem. Disney does not do boutique. With just 100 rooms available for booking, the Star Cruiser represented less than half a percent of Walt Disney World's on-site room inventory. Yes, booking costs thousands per, of dollars per person, but Disney likely spent far more money per visitor running the Star, uh, the Galactic Star, Star Cruiser than any other property in, her, in its portfolio. Even if fully booked, the Star Cruiser was just too small for a huge company like Disney to run. Absolutely. Anything more That's than a kind of what I was saying. Yeah. I yeah. Like, and, and, and he says, under Bob Iger's leadership, Disney strives for blockbusters, not boutique. I, I agree with this take. I think it makes total sense to me. Like they're running this small margin, huge project. And it's like, it's not what they're trying to do but, anymore. But, but you know what it brought them? It brought them some respectability sure. to the Star Wars community, right? I think yeah. the marketing aspect of it, I think whatever they felt like, even if they did take a loss on it in terms of marketing, dude, it's a win. Like it was definitely a win in terms of marketing, like a lot of the stuff that Disney does, right? Maybe it's not about this, but it's about, you know, just Star Wars corner gains on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I think we're going to get into television a little bit later, right? But some of this even kind of crosses over to, to that, right? Into that whole, you know, all the money they're spending on the other things in Star Wars. Well, gosh, this can just be, you know, marketing for that. And then that's okay. Yeah, and and Robert also makes the point here too. Um, the experience won Disney World some of won some of Disney World's highest guest satisfaction satisfaction ratings. Gosh, I can't talk. Uh, so it would seem obvious for Disney to apply elements from the Galactic Star Cruiser experience to other theme park, hotel, well, or Disney Cruise Line experiences going forward. So absolutely. I mean, I, I do think that that's a big part of it. You know, I think well, they learned a lot from this. I, I would agree. And like I said, data is data, and that's always a good thing. I, I think the other problem with this was is that it was almost a one and done. Yeah. Because, you know, so you weren't changing. There wasn't anything changed. So I think it had to have come in with three storylines, you know, randomly or something along those lines. But then the problem with that is if you got the one before, you know what I mean? Like it's maybe not, there I mean, wouldn't it, be random. Did, you could have booked. They did have the choices thing. Yeah. Into it. I just so, don't know if so, it was enough, though. Yeah. I, I think the problem with that is that it like, you know, branching storylines when they all come back together at the same conclusion. Yeah. Um, that's you don't feel like anything that, was different. Yeah. No, nothing really changed. It's just you, you went to the left instead of to the right. Right. Yeah. So, um, like it's choose your own adventure book. It is. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> right. even, well, no, uh, it's worse. Cause than you that. could die in it, there. Yeah. Cause yeah, you could choose die your own there. adventures literally had multiple endings to that. But there was only really yeah. one good ending. I felt like. Correct. But I mean, come on, you guys <laughs> would always look ahead to the page, right? And then go back if you, <laughs> if you died or something. No, I would reread the beginning again, Tom, cause that's uh, what you you're supposed what? to do. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Everyone thumbs ahead. To, no, you didn't do that. Okay, I didn't I, thumb I, ahead, but like, I wouldn't go like start from the beginning again. Oh no, no. I wouldn't start from the beginning. Yeah. I'm saying if like, there was a choice i would like you know hold my page go to that other page and be like oh i died okay i'm gonna go back and choose a different option (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
I just always think of the Goosebumps books. Those, that was a big one. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that aside, yeah, it's um, yeah, like, like you said, I, I I think I think we'll see a lot of um, we'll see a lot of uh, things that will come of this. Like, it won't be like, Oh, the next star cruiser hotel. But like you were saying, or, or like what said in the article is you'll probably start seeing like in hotels, in the parks and stuff like that, that it's like, Oh, that's, you know, that's something like they did on the star cruiser. Right. Which, yeah. you know, if, if it just all works towards bringing up the, the experience there and, and, and yeah, like, like you were saying, Damon, you know, it's not always clear about, you know, this thing in the moment may not look like the best thing, but it, if it benefits them, you know, five years down the road, there there's like an inherent benefit there that is, it's very hard to quantify. It is right. And, yeah. and it's very hard for them to, you know, and especially I, I do have to do this with my job too. Sometimes is, you know, explaining to people that, you know, Hey, this is not going to help you immediately right now, but future you will thank you. <laughs> like like that that's hard to explain to people sometimes so it is yeah no, i agree yeah. and I, you know i it's i do think to, to your point damon right it was like you either need to make it less expensive or more expensive right like because yeah. if you read yeah. if you read a lot about like the articles of this right like a lot of the headlines are you know disney closes its ludicrously expensive hotel right or like i I've, i saw a couple of those headlines and it's like Okay, I mean, I remember one of the original articles I, when they announced it, when they announced the price, somebody was saying that Disney's only targeting wealthy people with this. And I was like, I don't know about that. But, you know, because it, it, it was expensive, but it wasn't like, you know, $50,000 for three days. You know, it was, it, was, it was a lot more than your regular Disney experience. And for me, it's also too, like, we run into this problem all the time with our, our vacations down there. It's like, if we're going to Disney, we want to be at Disney for a week and not necessarily take two days to go and do something else. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just us, but like, I don't, and I don't think mm -hmm. that factors in that much here. I think it's more about price. Cause I know a lot of people that put this off because they wanted to do it, but just didn't want to spend the money now or, you know, weren't ready to spend the money now. So I, I think price definitely had a lot to do with it, but I've always said, I said this when they announced the price, the price had to be what the price had to be. Like what they were trying to do here was a very individual experience for every single person. If you're trying to do that, it requires a lot of people. I mean, you just can't, even with a hundred rooms that still requires a ton of cast members to yeah. create those individual experiences. It's not, it, it, it probably costs them so much money to run this thing. And I, I just, you know, yeah. yeah. The hard part for me with it was uh, you're right that it's price, but I think it was price and there's also a window of opportunity. Sure. Yeah. And and so it, in my case, it was, you know, when we first heard about this, my my son were, was at an age where we were talking about it and we were excited. Like I was like, I could justify this because, you know, it would be something I would do with my son yeah. that would be a fantastic memory at that time. But you know, fast forward a couple of years to when, you know, when we saw the price and everything, it was like, I can't do this right now. Yeah. And, and, but the thing is, is by the time I save up for it, he's already hitting a point like, like he's, um, he's yeah. kind of, you know, like your son's Damon, like, you know, he's a teenager. He's, he's not as into it as he was. So I've missed that window of opportunity. And, and I think this is a hard thing for a lot of people's, you know, you know, you basically have to like, oh, you know, I want to go to this like crazy expensive hotel. You know, my kid is five years old. I need to start planning 
for when they're 10 yeah. that I'm going to go here because yeah, you know, not everybody has the money to do it, but if you really want to do it, you would save up the money. But that mean like it's, it, it just doesn't work, right? Like it, yeah. it, the, the window of opportunity is too, it's too narrow for like, or, or like, I, I guess it's not too narrow. It's that, you know, to save up the money to do this thing yeah. was too big. So yeah, th- that's why it didn't work for me, unfortunately. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, we said, you kind of said, and I, I, at the beginning of this, and I feel the same way, I was surprised, but not surprised because if you've been wa- like watching this, you know, so the, initially the first couple months were booked up full, right? Like they were sold out for months and mm-hmm. then it it really waned off quite a bit, right? Like it, they got through that initial demand very quickly to the point where they were canceling, uh, cru- you know, they were canceling cruises, right? Because they just didn't have enough demand. So they started canceling cruises and like kind of had cut it down to like, I don't think it was half, but they were had cut down quite a bit. So they and they weren't selling out like they were before, right? So they, I mean, really, the demand for it had gone down quite a bit. So that I mean, I that's why I wasn't that surprised by it. But like, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't view this thing as a failure. I actually do. You know, I know it it can be it can sound like spin that they're trying to say that this was an experiment, but like I don't I can't see how. And even when they announced it. I could never really see how this was going to be a sustainable thing forever, right? Like it just didn't it didn't yeah. feel like it could be, right? Because like there are only so many Star Wars fans. And so like you have to have like the waterfall of like this many Star Wars fans, this many Star Wars fans that are willing to spend $5,000 for a two-night thing. You know what I mean? Like it's it 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 makes it a a, a fairly small group, right? And it's not fair, it's not that small, but I mean it's you know, there's a lot of Star Wars fans out there, but I mean, I think if you did with this with any property that's really popular, that the at some point the demand would wane for it. It's it's you know, you end up going through that that first group of oh, yeah. really hardcore fans, and then eventually it's like, okay, like Damon said, it's it just yeah, how to have multiple stories or something. Well, they they had said that they were going to change it up at some point, but they obviously never got there. <laughs> yeah, but I think that they had a plan for that right up front. They I did. They had a plan. That's what they really needed to do. Yeah, but that would that have saved it though? Like if they announced and they say, "Oh, we got all new stories." Like, I mean, that would have been cool for me. Yeah, that, I mean that that would have brought some repeat business. But yeah, it, it, the the problem there is that, like you said, it doesn't sustain that hype. That and and this is the hard thing with IPs in general. Is you know you can look at, um, you know whether it's you know Star Wars or Marvel or or DC or like like any of these like, um, you know what we're yeah. Yeah, like um, very heavily story-driven IPs. Like you, you can look at um, you know over the years, like like something like you know Superman, for example. You know, there's been phases that it's like you know Superman was super popular, and then it kind of falls off, and then it comes mm-hmm. back, and then it falls off. You know, sustaining something like a hotel like this assumes that you never have the fall off. Well, right. and right like, now, Star Wars is in a more of a down period, right? They have the Mandalorian, but outside of that, I, you know. I mean, it's I weird because they, they've kind of kept this constant trickle of stuff going yeah, it's on. Small trickle, yeah. That because before it was, you know, we had like the movies and then nothing and then the prequels and that was like huge hype and then kind of, you know, wasn't great towards the end. But then, you know, seven, eight, nine came along and the hype came back but now it's kind of it's kind of normal or it's leveled out i think is the thing but i i I don't think having it leveled out means that you know oh we're in a good place where we can run something like this 
24 7 i right? i do like, wonder to myself though trevor if like let's say they had released a movie a star wars movie every two years starting last year maybe they do mm. keep it open i mean you know what i mean maybe they do mm. have more of a demand because it, it's kind of at a point right now where if you're not watching the mandalorian what? or like the that animated show they have out then visions yeah it's not really out in the forefront right now like when you have like a but, a, 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 a you know blockbuster movie in the in the uh, theaters, I mean, it's a, there's a different level of attention and hype there, right? Like, I know I Mandalorian's argue... big. I'm just saying, like, maybe if they had those movies in theaters and they had plans for more movies, they they could tie that in better, you know? So my my argument against that is that Marvel has been doing that, and sure. yeah. um, I'm actually less interested in Marvel now than I was, you know, two years ago. And especially so if they were like, hey, we got a Marvel hotel, I'd be like, that's a hard pass. Because I would even be considering it because it's just the 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 point about that is, you know, even even every two years, it sounds like that's sustainable, but there's a saturation point. Okay, so so it's interesting then. So if we look at that and then take a look at the parks, was building a Star Wars land a bad idea? Mm. I don't know, though. I mean, because that's. That would say is building any IP land a bad idea? No, no, right? no, no, no. But, yeah, I mean, but yes, but building any IP well. land yeah. with that large with that amount of money. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, right. Because they really it's, that was they haven't really done that. Yeah, I mean, Avatar was the first one, right? Yeah, I mean that was the big yeah. Okay, but not on the same scale. And Avatar, I, I don't I mean, know. I, I wonder sometimes that right they kind of like threw all their eggs in one basket. To be honest with you. I mean, but the last I didn't see the last Avatar movie. I'm not really into Avatar, but the last Avatar movie was again huge, though. Like too, like it was a big movie. I mean, it made yeah, but it, but at some point that's got to go away, right? You think so? Yeah, but like yeah. I also don't go to Avatar Land because I like Avatar. Like I I go into it because I like the land, right? Like I don't yeah. really oh, okay, but I don't care about Star the IP Wars. Type. Different. I think Star Wars is a little different. Yeah, I mean, but I also feel like that's part of why they didn't make like. Star Wars land like Tatooine or something. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's why they made it like this generic Star Wars-esque land instead of a specific place, you know? Tied tied to a, a place in the movie. Yeah, that's what I, I'm saying. I, I like, get that. Yeah, because they made but, it like its own place that they could like kind of mold it to what they wanted to be. But, like, I but to Damon's point, though, is, you know, eventually Star Wars land is going to hit a point where... Or Star Wars is going to hit a point where, you know, it's it's going to be around, but it's not going to have the same weight that it's had for the last little while. Sure. And then it becomes a question of, you know, you know, are, does that put Hollywood Studios back in a place where it's like, oh, you know, people don't go to Hollywood Studios because there's that one land that nobody goes to. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, or, or like it seems like a waste of space. And then it and then it turns into it, this becomes the problem of um you, you know, when you look at some of the the older lands, you you know they're they're a lot more generic in that you know Tomorrowland, Adventureland, yeah. all that yeah, kind of stuff. One. Even yeah. even in Hollywood Studios, like like they have like the the whole Hollywood Boulevard kind of section. Like it's it's specifically generic because then you don't end up in a position where it's like, well, we have to like completely you know do a new project to redo all of this because whatever was here before is irrelevant. Like, are they I know be making Star Wars to keep the land relevant? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if they stuff. make it to keep the land relevant. I think they, you know, do it to keep the brand relevant, right? I mean, yeah, but the land and the brand are, are kind of yeah, they're intertwined, they're tied yeah. somewhat. But at the same time, like if Disney bought but, Lucasfilm and then didn't build a land around Star Wars, people would be like, "Why didn't you build a land around Star Wars? Like you own it now, do it." Like yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I like mean, they, like they don't even have I, a choice I, in that matter. 
I kind of agree with you, but listen, this young Jedi cartoon yeah. to me, again, is kind of down this path I'm talking about. Like, so we're talking about young Jedi for teenagers as a show. I mean, teenagers, sorry, for toddlers as a show. I mean, teenagers may be watching it, right? But that's yeah, fine. Sure. But as a show, for, for the benefit of the park or, or the, the brand. And I almost think, yeah. I'm going to tell you that I, I lean towards the park on this one. Really? I think it's for I the franchise. I really do. I think they're trying to get kids in, interested in Star Wars. And then Absolutely, they but it's too much. The whole ecosystem. Yeah, yeah and, and I think that's what the problem is, right? So, if, yeah, if you're a kid and you're a toddler... Like now you might be a little bit more interested because, you know, young Jedi rather than maybe not being interested. Again, I think it's this this thing where you got to feed all parts of it. Yeah. And was that a good idea? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, so, but, yeah, that, we, we say that, right? But like, you know, they're I are making money, so that's fine. Well, yeah, they're making money. Those movies made a ton of money. Right. But I also like it like, you know. You see a lot of kids like dressed like Ray in the parks, you know what I mean? Like, or, or out there, right? Like, so in yeah. a way it worked, you know, <laughs> like it's, I don't know. So, I, don't, so I, let me, I get what me, you're saying. Yeah. But let, let me throw this one out there. Um, okay. Uh, so we, we have um, before Star Wars and, and land and all that mm -hmm. seven dwarfs mine train. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that was a ride built because of, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs slash, you know, or, or yeah, um, Snow White. So, so, you know, a classic but, show. Okay. Yep. Um, they, but you haven't seen any supporting, like there Never, hasn't been like, don't you new dare adventures. forget about my favorite show on Disney. Don't you dare. Which, which show are you talking about? Well, it directly relates to this ride. <laughs> Trevor. With, like Trevor in the Seven Dwarfs, or Trevor Once Upon a Time, <laughs> Trevor about? the Seven Ds. No, oh dude. yes, okay, okay, oh, yeah, okay. Seven fair, Ds was, like, fair. was a totally underrated show, but but, but, but that has nothing to do with the ride itself. <laughs> I mean, like, it could ride though. Is, I, the, I, ride, I, the ride is very clearly <laughs> tuned to the classic movie. True, so, true. so my point is, you know, do they need to keep? beating us over the head with new movies and new IP in this universe to keep the land relevant, I guess is the thing. Okay. Like, do you know, would people yeah. still go there, you know, even if there wasn't, I guess, you know, a new would, star Wars right. show because they, they built, you know, a, a ride. Uh, they've done this multiple times where they built rides on like 30 plus year old IP mm -hmm. and because people still love that IP and it doesn't need to keep a like ride versus a land though is, is a but, stretch. But, all, but when do you stop? Like, like when do you just let it, like, sit for a bit okay, and just so. be Star Wars land, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, so so Star Wars, listen, Star Wars is good. I like Star Wars. The land's good. All that, blah, blah, blah. But they had Star Wars. Would we have bet? Would you trade in Star Wars land for three distinct IP rides instead? Just, like, mm. discombobulated, like, three just IPs their own things? next yeah. to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that seems like what they're doing in Epic Universe, right? <laughs> they're just making... Well, no, they have lands, well, though, in Epic Universe. They do, Universe. they have lands, but they're yeah. generic topic lands, right? So it's like, 
like they're gonna. Well, I don't think how to train your dragon as a generic topic land. No, no, but I, I think there's also like specific. a universal monster land, like that's just. But like, that's only one. Then you have yeah. Nintendo Land. I mean, that Nintendo straddles land. the line of generic specific. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, somewhere in the middle there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying, though. Like, do you have Nintendo like, Land's Mario Land? It's not Nintendo. Land. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Honest. Yeah, it's. I mean, the it's land is Mario, right? So it's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't know. I think, like I said, the How to Train Your Dragon is pretty specific, and but the lands are. Are they smaller? I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. Yeah. So again, I think the question just begs, like, would I rather in five years from now see three distinct IP rides in Star Wars land rather than Star Wars land? But interesting to your point, Damon, though, right? Mm -hmm. Like what they revealed about what they were thinking about doing at Magic Kingdom was Mm -hmm. kind of what you're talking about. Right, putting Coco, putting uh, putting uh, uh, Encanto, and putting the Villains Land all kind of in the same spot, right? Like all like next to each other, and not just one big land. It's just like three IPs the, next to each other, and that's okay because I feel like there's a tie to them. There is, but I think with Star Wars Land, the tie is the you know the amount of different shows, but still set in the same universe. You're talking about different universes. With a teeny bit of, you know, a thread of some sort of, you know, connection. Yeah. I mean, common ground. Yeah. I I know what you're saying, though. Like, do you need to keep producing stuff to make that, to continue it on? I feel like you probably don't, right? Because you still have, you know, all of those things that made are still there, right? Like, it doesn't invalidate what's already been released. Like, like you don't, like like I said, that's my point about Seven Dwarfs is that they didn't have to release you know, Snow White electric boogaloo in order to... <laughs> but they had the 70s, which is one of the greatest cartoons that existed on that channel. Okay, fine. But, but, no but they didn't have true. to go back and like like hype it up. Like people still went. And and yeah. I think, you know... But, but you that's know, a ride Star Wars versus land, a land, though. But, but the thing is, is that, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like they, they could, they've done a Star Wars ride before. They could have done another Star Wars ride. Did it need a whole land? I don't yes. know. I, I, I think you're kind of right that they put too many eggs in one basket. I don't think they put them all in, but I think... No, I don't think they put them all in either. I think there's too many eggs in one basket. And um, yeah, to to your point, I I think, you know, the the difference is, is that, you know, the, some of these other IPs, you know, they just, you can still go there and you'd be like, yeah, I enjoyed this. You know, even though I haven't watched the movie in, you know, 20 years, Mm -hmm. I still enjoy, enjoy the park. I feel like Star Wars land though, because they keep like, there's a new generation, there's a new whatever. And it gets to a point where it's like this, it doesn't feel like it's something or there's, it cheapens yeah, it, I guess yeah, is what yes, I, what yeah, I feel. I mean, it, it yeah. So like the star Wars yeah. hold the same classic, yeah. you know, title as snow white. Well, you know, it, it's interesting. I mean, the originals that. do. Yeah. Well, but... if, you, if you, I just Googled, you know, for fun here, the, the, uh, highest grossing franchises or, or, uh, intellectual property. Right. Mm-hmm. And so according to this list, of course, it's on Wikipedia, uh, Star Wars is the third highest grossing of all time. Worth, What's one and two? Uh, Pokemon is number one. Okay. Whoever has a Pokemon land wins. Well, this is, this is, this is everything, right? So licensed yeah. merchandise, games, mm-hmm. box office. And then second is Mickey Mouse and Friends. Now, given Mickey Mouse and Friends has a, a head start on everybody of starting in 1928, um, you know, and, and Pokemon's 96 and Star Wars is 77. So, but what, um, what if there was a poke? Like, what if there was a Pokemon land? <laughs> I mean, what if a new company besides Universal and Disney 
just made a Pokemon me that land. Have, have you been to Japan? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that would be the greatest <laughs> thing ever. So what about this? Who owns this other? What's that? The studio, the 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 park that has all the Warner Brothers stuff. Oh yeah, um, that's uh, well. Warner Brothers is also in like uh, Cedar Fair though too, like because they have like DC characters and Bugs Bunny. Yeah, and but all that, that park though looks like it's cool. Yeah, I know what you're, I know what you're talking about because they they're trying to build some parks too. Isn't Paramount Paramount has some parks too? I think actually. Well, they have that thing in New Jersey, don't they? Do they? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. They, I don't know, man. You guys already have me for over an hour, and I don't think we're even like halfway through. No, no. This is why we need to skip the random ride this week. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um. <laughs> But no, no, listen, I, I think, to, you know, I understand what you're saying. I also just think, like, the obvious thing when Disney acquires Star Wars is, of course, we're going to build a land. Like, yeah, how are we not going to build a land? Like, they, they, the criticism they would get for just being like, no, we're not going to build a land. I, listen, <laughs> what, business sense versus what makes me happy don't have to intersect <laughs> true, at yeah. all. No. <laughs> they really don't. I mean, I'm okay but, with that. So, I yeah. don't know. I, don't know. I just worry they've they've leaned in too hard. They've oversaturated. You feel like yeah, they've yeah, oversaturated. It's kind of that you know back to the original topic, which was the Star Cruiser. I think that's part of why it is where it is. Is that you know it was too expensive, but also you know it's it's not like it it's not like it it has the hype that it should have had. Sure, that you know people would justify spending that kind of money. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, if they had a, like, let's say they rebooted the trilogy, you know, they did a whole new trilogy and it was really popular. You know, it was like, it didn't, it wasn't like the last couple, like, and they, they, like, almost rebooted it successfully. <laughs> do, I mean, do they end yeah. up doing better in the hotel? I think so. I don't know. Maybe, but still not probably enough for the line no. item to make a difference, unfortunately. I, I agree with you, Damon. I don't think even, even if they did that in the long term, I still don't think it works out. But I don't know. Well, listen, before I go, though, we got to talk about this this Disney Plus Hulu thing. Yeah, yeah. Can I, we I'm do the ad about. real quick, Damon? You can. We'll, you okay. definitely can. All right. So our sponsor for this episode is Monero Financial. Monero, a world of DVC company, is the industry leader for financing DVC resale contracts. Monero offers lending with the longest terms available at 12 years, the option of no credit check, instant approval, low down payments, and no prepayment penalties. If you're thinking of purchasing a DVC contract in the resale market, go check out their quick online quote first. You may be surprised at just how affordable joining DVC can be. Go to MoneroFinancial.com or call 317-245-8800. And when you speak to them, be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. All right. So, Damon, you want to talk about this? Uh, you know, so Disney's taking a tactic that uh, you've seen Warner Brothers do with HBO. A um, mm-hmm. couple other Showtime is doing it where they're, they're, they're culling some of the un- underperforming uh, things from their platforms. Right. And that's just so they don't have to pay. So they don't have to pay. Yeah. Yeah, residuals and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but gosh, and I think that we're also going to see, and this is just a guess, right? Because, you know, there's been talk about, you know, Disney buying out that, what, 20 something, 30 something percent of Hulu. Yeah. yeah, that they, yeah. So that it's going to be combined into one, right? I mean, HBO did the same thing, right? They have Max now. Well, in a couple of days, they have Max, right? Which is going to be Cinemax and HBO all combined into one, right? Like, I think that makes sense, and I'm and I'm good with that. I think that Disney Plus and Hulu together 100% makes, makes sense. Yeah. But here's the thing: you're talking about pulling off new stuff like Willow. Like I haven't even seen Willow yet. I know Willow's yeah. only been up there since what November, and it got really good reviews. It got like excellent. I heard reviews. it was terrible as well. I don't, me and Thomas <laughs> like need different <laughs> review sites. I think. Um, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I heard it did not do well. Um, the people did not like it, but maybe those were reviewers. I think Tom is a general audience when he says, "Oh, I, I, I didn't it, and watch I think it." I'm, a, I'm just saying I read articles. No, no, no. But I'm saying what you read, I think, is general audience liking it versus I like to read like what reviewers think of it, which probably uh, are two different things. No, I, mean, I didn't hear it different did well. sites. Like I, I the article well, I included in here actually. The article that's in here actually says that uh called it called uh, Willow very underrated and 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 like I forget what they actually said in here, but they yeah. But if something's popular and good, it's usually not underrated, right? No, no, that's it's the problem. It's, you know, that's fair. But they, I mean, anyway. I'm saying The Verge gave them a good review. That's what you know. That's the site that I was uh, citing. So, but anyway, <laughs> I think the problem is like that was just on my list of like, oh, I want to get to watching that. Like, dude, like that's too soon. Like, don't. Don't make it hard for me to watch stuff like that. You're forcing me to watch stuff so quickly. I don't like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, by the way, we never even covered the fact that they're merging Hulu into uh, into uh, into Disney Plus. And by the way, I this is a very American thing. Everywhere else in the world, Hulu doesn't exist, and all of the Hulu content is on Disney Plus. So, well, I, I think when they originally started, I, I think again, part of that thought process was, hey, here's Disney Plus. Feel safe letting your kid turn it on and watch whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. And then they realized that that probably wasn't sustainable and that they needed to change that up a little bit. And this is where we're kind of ending up. I mean, it was a, a good thought process because, you know, in the beginning, Disney Plus was, you know, pretty much just kid stuff, which was fine. But now with the way that they have all the sort of things where you can limit what people see, like, it's yeah, not the yeah. worst. Um, mm-hmm. I think my biggest problem with this, like I said, is just you're going to remove stuff that's not that old. Like I don't like that. Yeah. Like yeah. give me a chance, man. Yeah, that, that is that is definitely tough. I, like I said, I I don't know why we didn't talk about the whole fact that those two were merging because I I've been saying that forever that I thought they. I mean, it makes no sense to run two parallel, you know, it, streaming services. Like the costs associated with that. Like it just, I don't know. It just didn't make sense <laughs> to me. This is entirely a you problem. Well, yeah, because, I, I know because uh, you don't even know what Hulu is in Canada. Yeah, because, yeah, but but didn't wasn't the, it's it's all rolled into Disney Plus outside? It's of one the app. So, but, yeah. but you also don't have everything about. that we have. That's though, true, right? Yeah. Isn't that correct? Um, yeah, you're right. There, there's some things that come a bit later, but um, ultimately, like it's like eighty to ninety percent the same content. Man, so you it's not. Hope you don't want to really watch that last ten percent, though. That's the problem, <laughs> well, right? Well, I mean, well, I think yeah, geolocation in general should just go away. To be honest with you, in terms yeah, of that, that that's whole uh, a dumb thing in my opinion as well. But there's the, well, that's and, governments making weird rules, and, and the reason that they're doing this because they lost four, four million subscribers. I, I think the other problem with this is is that with more and more streaming services and original content coming people are looking at like value and Mm -hmm. Disney plus without Hulu had a different value to it because you really only had kid stuff. And then the Mandalorian, right? Like, so like, what if you just don't like kid stuff, but you like like the Mandalorian, like, and then you had that and Boba Fett, like you're paying for two shows. And I think that's the problem. Like there's a lot of stuff in general that I have to pay for, like I have Paramount plus now, which again, I like some shows on it. You know, I have Peacock, which there's a few shows on it. You know, we're starting to get to the point where everything's just so expensive now. So I can see people, you know, leaving services in general. I also think there should be an easier way to kind of deal with services that just have single shows. I think it's kind of hard to do I, that like now. by itself, like to buy. Yeah, it yeah. I mean, then that muddies the waters even like, more. Like, then we're back to like a blockbuster esque rental 
type scheme, right? I mean, we have that I, now. I, I might right? not be adverse right. to that, though. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying, it, you know, it, it's funny because it kind of goes back to yeah, right. It all kind of comes back before. around. Yeah. Like a la carte, I can watch two shows on your Disney Plus for the month. And that's it. I, I feel that way about news articles all the time where I'll click on a news article and then it has a paywall and I'm like, ah, I'd pay 99 cents to read this right now, but I'm not yeah. going to pay you, you know, $10 a month to read it, you know, yes. <laughs> like, okay. but yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I, and you know, truthfully, when Disney plus first started the, the Hulu ESPN plus Disney plus bundle was a tremendous value. It yes, was like absolutely. 13 yeah. bucks for all three of them. Like, mm-hmm. which, but now I that's ran out. Yeah, and that's I mean, it's they've raised prices. So like part of the reason why they lost four four million subscribers is they just raised prices. I mean, like it well, just you also have this thing too where like when Disney Plus first came out, right? People were like, Hey, I wanna watch um Recess. Right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Or Jake Long, right? Like something super awesome that I just kind of forgot about, right? Yeah. I only really need to watch Jake Long once every 20 years, I feel like. Right? like I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I'm good now. Like, I love the show. It was super awesome. Um, but I watched it again, and, and now I'm good for a long time. I think, you know, you kind of get a little bit of that as well. Like, hey, I kind of watched what I wanted to watch. Or, you know, kids kind of grow out of that stage. Like, hey, Tom needs Disney Plus 100%. No questions asked. I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, but Dave and Trevor don't need yeah. Disney Plus, right? Like, yeah, Tom yeah, needs we, Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean, the, the last kids show we watched on Disney Plus was uh, Special Agent Oso. So I don't even no, know what I'm that not. is. <laughs> really? No, I don't know. What is that? I've never even heard of that. Oh, okay. Uh <laughs> Um oh who's was it um what's his name was the voice for it? Um oh people are gonna kill me over this. Um I have no idea. Why am I blank uh uh Mikey and the Goonies? Um Oh okay. Um yeah, um now you're making me th- Sean Austin. Yes. That, yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that was that was like I mean, yeah, did Disney Plus. I like that you went to Goonies on that one. That was uh... <laughs> well. That's what. That's why I was like, "Oh yeah, it's him, right?" I, I was also like, you know, it was it was Bob from Stranger Things. You know, you know, <laughs> Bob from Stranger. That, yeah. That's a good. That's a good one. How many <laughs> How many people do you think saw him for the first time as Bob in Stranger Things? <laughs> uh, Definitely no. younger people, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm. I made my kid watch Goonies before Stranger. Oh, Things, you did. Okay. So okay. yeah. Well, that's so he... just that's just good parenting. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. But yeah, anyway, yeah, back back to what we were saying about uh, you know, the you know, the whole Disney Plus thing. Yeah. It's you know, outside of the states, you know, it's it's been what you were talking about, you know, it's it's been that merged like everything. But um, you know, the I I get why they're they're kind of trying to realign things and why they're trying yeah. to um, you know, get get everything back into um, one-stop shop, right? I, I think that may be what what a lot of this is alluding to is, you know, Disney's looking and going, well, you know, in order for us to do this, you know, some of these shows don't, um, you know, for for various reasons. Like, I, I think it's looking at the list. I, I mean, I think there was, you know, Willow and The World According to Jeff Goldblum were the only shows that I were interested in or had watched. So like the whole rest of that list and, and, you know, it's not fair to say, no, because I don't want to watch it that, you know, it's irrelevant. That no one else should. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, I, I can see where Disney is trying to, um, 
I I feel like they're trying to clean up a little bit of a mess that was yeah. Left. Iker's cleaning up Chapek's mess. That's what he's yeah. still doing. I mean, he's still cleaning up his mess, right? Yeah, like, and, and, yeah, and, and and I think a lot of the shows that got greenlit, I I don't. And it's not to say that that Bob Iger is right in these decisions. I think he's looking at it, you know, you know, you know, he's got a different vision for things. And I just don't think that having a bunch of these extra shows like I I guess the the way I'm seeing it is that I feel like Chapek was like, yeah, let's turn this into another like cable TV, like, you know, throw everything in there. And I think Bob Iger is more like, no, we, you know, we want to be specific about the kind of stuff that we offer and not just have a bunch of not just necess- throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. You yeah. Know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I, I guess, I guess back to that point. So, so yeah, unfortunately um, Damon had to step away, but um, I was going to actually say that, um, you know, the whole thing about like different streaming services is, uh, or like, you know, the whole trial thing and all that is um, I'm kind of at a point where like, you know, Disney plus is okay for me at the moment because there's enough stuff on there for me to watch, but I've gone through phases where it's like, you know, whether it's Paramount or Netflix or whatever is it's like, you know, you kind of watch what you want to watch on those, on those um, platforms. But like, I, I think something that maybe Disney has to come to terms with is that people are going to hop. And it's going to yeah, be, you know, yeah. you know, it may be that, you know, for now, there's nothing I want to watch here. And I, I've done this with like Netflix before is it was like I, I canceled my Netflix for a while because it was like I'm not watching anything on here. But then, you know, a year later or whatever, it was, oh, yeah, actually, they got some shows now. I'll resubscribe, you know, see what's new. And, and, and you know, it's the couple of shows that you're interested in. But then you end up finding like, oh, there was a bunch of, you know, other shows that came up that. I, you know, you know, like you, you kind of like dig down through the library, but then you get bored of it again and you drop it. Right. I, like it's, yeah, <laughs> I very rarely watch Netflix to your point. Right. Like I, yeah. I watched I, the last time I watched like an entire series on Netflix was stranger things the last season. I mean, like, you know, and I, right. maybe, um, you know, my wife and I like to watch uh, uh great British bake off. Right. So like, we'll watch that. But like outside of that, like, there's really not a lot on Netflix. And to your point, there's so many streaming services now we're paying and you know, we're, we literally have all of them. Like we've got HBO, Mm -hmm. we've got Paramount, we've got Peacock, we've got, we've got Disney, we've got Netflix, we've got all of them. And part of that is, you know, because of my stage in life where my daughter is into a lot of different things and it's on a lot of different services. Like, you know, she yeah. likes Paw Patrol. That's on Paramount. She likes Bluey. That's on Disney. She likes Mickey stuff. That's on Disney. Like she likes Coco Melon. That's on Netflix. Like it's it's all spread out all over the place, you know. And and so you almost have to, right? Like, but at the same time, it's like it. It to me, it never made sense that. And and by the way, too, I I don't love this idea because there are so many shows that like I remember from like you know childhood that you just can't find streaming anywhere. And I'm just like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to watch this. Like, I want to watch Kids in the Hall, right? Like, I can't find Kids in the oh, Hall wow. anywhere. It just, <laughs> I know, right? I used to watch that all the time when I was a kid on Comedy Central on, on reruns. I can't find that. Respect streaming, for some good Canadian, uh, some good Canadian there. stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Respect for the Canadians, right there. Yeah. Um, but you know, like random stuff like that, right? And it's like, oh, it doesn't exist. So, like for me, I'm all about like more stuff more better right like give me i want to be able to search the internet for anything that's ever been made and find it streaming somewhere but that's just not the reality and you know really this is an accounting move right if you really look at it and disney's not the only one doing this obviously hbo did it showtime did it 
really this is just an accounting move because they can remove this content and then they can do this thing called an impairment charge uh, where they, you know, of 1.5 to 1.8 billion for, to remove them. Right. Like, so it's really them just, you know, with their helping with their earnings, really, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day, mm-hmm. which stinks, right? Like it stinks. And, and to your point, Trevor, like the only two things on here that I watched that I, and, and I didn't even watch all the way through was um, I watched earth to Ned, which I thought was a fun Muppet Muppet kind of show. It wasn't Muppets, yeah. but it was like, you know, it was it was done by Muppet esque, yeah, yeah, and it was it was fun and weird, and uh, you know, I watched a couple episodes and I thought it was kind of funny. Um, and then uh, I, I we did watch the first season of the Jeff Goldblum, the World According to Jeff Goldblum, but you know, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you watch that show, Jeff Goldblum just kind of like goes and like looks at like weird things. He goes, oh, 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 you know, like that Jeff Goldblum <laughs> thing that he does. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was that was mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> strangely accurate your impression there <laughs> that was that was my limited jake jake my limited jeff goldblum impression <laughs> it was good <laughs> oh, oh, oh yes oh okay <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, that's what he does like, yeah, but, i know just, but <laughs> but, it, but the topics were interesting was the thing no no it was an interesting show we really liked the first season of it like we just never i think they made a second season we just never watched yeah. it but um you know the rest of the stuff i wasn't really into and i i know like damon i think he said he liked big shot um i think I feel like he said he liked Mighty Ducks too. You know, that was the was was mm-hmm. this the new series, Game Changers? That was the new series, right? Was I don't know. I yeah, I, I again I I did not pay attention to most of these outside of one or two. I didn't either. So. Yeah. I mean I don't care about the cheaper by the dozen remake. I didn't even know they did it. I didn't see the first one, a couple. I you know, didn't they make a couple of those? I don't know. But the rest I of these I'm like, like three or four, but yeah. I I am not gonna lie, I don't love the, like that they're culling uh, harmonious uh you know, here they're just like harmonies is Which, gone. Let's just make sure it doesn't exist anymore. Like I like having access to those things. I want to pop up on Disney Plus and go. Let me watch Harmonious right now. You know. Yeah, but but the hard thing about that is, uh, and I guess like you said, you know, this comes about down to the investor thing and all that. And uh, I guess the thing that people don't always realize is, you know, there is a cost to keep these things yeah. on the service. You you know you know even Disney doesn't always own these things exclusively or they can't just let them sit and it um you know it, it like there, there's a cost to keeping it up on their servers and all that they may have looked at it and got, like you said you know while well, harmonious is no longer a thing and they don't they don't want to keep it up there i guess um i i could see the other side that one particularly i could see somebody finding it on disney plus and then going to the parks in like three or four years and then getting mad at a cast member because they couldn't watch harmonious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't like, exist anymore. Like, yeah. like that would happen. Like that, that's the crazy sure. part, right? Is that that would happen. So I, you know, that one particularly, I can understand that. Um, some of these, yeah, it seems like they, you know, you know, you kind of go, well, could you have just left it where it was? But, you know, I'm, I'm sure again, you know, Bob Iger being Bob Iger, I'm sure this is very, strategic and deliberate and you know looking at you know not just things that are in flight with you know current production costs but you know maybe things that um you know just keeping it on the service you know is hurting them because you know if nobody's if nobody's consuming it they're not getting ad revenue they're not getting anything from it yeah so it's like why why keep it there Right. Yeah, no, so. it's it's a straight up business decision, right? Like if, yeah. if nobody's watching these things and listen, I mean, it could be that 50,000 people are watching them and you're like, you know, and that's just not a lot, right? When you have a hundred and 
what are they? I forget what their last count was, but it's over 100 million subscribers to Disney Plus. By that was like 150 million yeah. or something like that. Yeah, like know? if only like a million people are watching something, that's not really that much, right? Like it's a really yeah. small percentage of users. So, like, I mean, I get why they're doing it. I don't love it, but I, I totally understand it, and I, I think it makes business sense to remove things that people aren't watching. Like, I get it, and like I said, none of these are like really marquee stuff. Like you notice, like. There's no Star Wars stuff being taken out. There's very limited Marvel stuff that no one cares about being taken out. There's no Mickey Mouse stuff being taken out. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of like some of the side stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, so, yeah. The, I, I, like I said, I, I feel like it's things that I, I think it's things that if Iger was running it at the time, they wouldn't have gotten greenlit in the first place, which probably, yeah. I know we, like Willow, I think, is on the border of, you know, I think maybe the way that they're going about Willow may be not something that that current Disney wants to deal with. Right. I also think, though, too, like Willow was is I feel like I, you know, I am you're really it's a nostalgia play for because it's really old at this point. Right. Like, I didn't even have nostalgia for that. And I'm not that old, but I'm not that young either. So, like, see, I did, but I still was not like. You're I not need to sit down and watch it. this. Yeah, like like it was like, oh, cool. I liked Willow, and that yeah. was about it. Like, <laughs> but it was it's a nostalgia play that was already yeah. kind of a niche, like you know, thing. So yeah. like, I, I mean, I don't know. But by the way, going back to Harmonious, I could just watch it on YouTube. There's a million YouTube videos, so like, I guess exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, really yeah. Th- th- that's part of it too. Is you know, th- you know, why you don't need to watch it on Disney Plus. So <laughs> no, I mean, like, and I listen. I've talked about the show this before. I like that show. I thought it was it was tremendously moving and stuff like that but at the same time you know and trevor you and i talked about this as we walked around the park total eyesore during the day at night it was Mm -hmm. amazing but and and it was great to watch but not only was it an eyesore during the day but you had to be in certain spots to really get the full thing but i did think when the show was going and you had a good spot that it was it was a beautiful show and and the technology behind it like the way they they mess with water and lighting and they did some incredible stuff in that show and it's it's disappointing to me a lot of people hated it but i also understand i think if we didn't have that stuff sitting there all day like if they rolled those barges out every day like they did with uh with illuminations that people maybe would have hated it less but yeah, you know but that that comes with probably a cost that they didn't want to figure out either yeah maybe well we'll see what they're going to do next i trevor i don't know if you've watched and this is really an aside but because we're not talking about this at all but have you watched the drone show that they're doing at paris with uh with avengers because it is awesome like yeah i've seen some clips from it 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 is uh yeah it is i mean it is very cool. cool I, I, I wish I could actually like there's a couple of places in the world that seem to have some pretty impressive drone shows. It's just Well, listen, that's here. what we're hoping replaces <laughs> Harmonious, right? Like the talk has been yeah. about drone shows replacing I, Harmonious. So I, I, I don't know. I still feel like it's um th- they're too weather sensitive. I is, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. 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 That's just I, I mean, my take on it. But no, I, I, I hope I, I'm I wrong. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're wrong too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so just to go back a little bit in our, our, so we're going to not going to talk a lot about this, even though people probably want us to, but we're not mm-hmm. going to, um, so, you know, uh, back when Ch- Chapek was, uh, was in charge, he had announced that Imagineering was going to move, uh, its headquarters basically to Florida. Right. And, yep. and, you know, this was controversial within Imagineering. Like they lost a lot of top Imagineers that didn't want to move to Florida for one reason or another. I mean, it's, all the way across the country so i could you could understand that even just from 
you know, regardless of what state it is, moving from one coast to the other, not, uh, it's a big change, right? It's not ideal. No. And a lot of cast members, you know, didn't want to do it. They lost a lot of Imagineers because of this. And, you know, this was going to be a big development, uh, you know, in the, in the Orlando area for, for Disney. And, and, uh, you know, there's been a lot of change since then. And, and, you know, obviously this was a Chapek decision, uh, and, and Iger's in charge now. And, and, um, you know, so they have gone and canceled this project. Uh, so they're no longer bringing them there. They had already moved some Imagineers to Florida. Yeah, um, my, my understanding was it was around 200 people had already yeah. started moving. Out of a total. Either, I think either moved. Two, yeah. Go yeah, ahead, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. 200 out of the 2,000 had either started or were already there. Yeah. And now their their plan is for those that have moved, they're going to figure out how to, um, you know, you know, move them back or, or do whatever they need to there. The, the interesting thing is, is that, yeah, you know, some people that left over, you know, maybe they'll get some of those Imagineers back if yeah, they, you know, good. if they haven't found something that, that better that they want to do. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, Iger just decided to um, undo that. So, well, um, you know, it's so it's no more move. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's, listen, there's a lot of reasons for why they decided yeah. to pull out of this. We're um, not going to get know, into that. We're not going to get into the political <laughs> reasons. I think if you've been paying attention, you know that Disney is feuding with the state of Florida, right? Like, you know that that's happening. There's lawsuits involved. We're not going to get into all that because we don't want to get into politics. That's not something we do here. Um, but, you know, it's, I, I think we needed to bring this up because it was something interesting. And, you know, to your point, Trevor, right? Like, they Iger also went back and, and I don't know if this is why Bruce Vaughn left in the first place, you know, the, the, the mm-hmm. chief creative officer of Imagineering, but yep. you know, he, they, he brought him back again. Right. So like maybe Bruce coming back, you know, who was a very popular executive at Imagineering and then also, you know, not making people make this move, you know, it's going to, it's going to be a big change and maybe bring some of those people back. We've, I've talked about this before. Uh, you know, I, I know somebody that works at universal creative and, and, you know, I was talking to her and she was telling me, you know, most of the people that work at Universal Creative worked at Imagineering. And a lot of the people that work at Imagineering worked at Universal they, Creative. Yeah, they like, go back and forth. They yeah. go back and forth. And, and in fact, my friend that works there said when, you know, they're done with Epic Universe that they're going to look to go to Imagineering. <laughs> so, like, it's it's just they go back and forth between the two groups, right? So, um, I do think it's interesting, though, because in a lot of ways, having Imagineering in Florida makes sense, right? Because Disney World is their biggest property by far. And if and I'm sure what they're doing, you know, especially if they're going to invest 17 billion dollars over the next 10 years, there's going to be a lot of big projects going on. And and if you know anything about Imagineering, if you watch again, I always reference the Imagineering story. Watch it if you haven't. When they do these projects, the Imagineers that are working on them essentially move to wherever the you know the place you know temporarily move to the place that it's being done. So like you know the foreign parks, they had Imagineers that would go to China for three years, and you know. And do these things. Uh, my friend that works at Universal Creative, they, you know, they moved to to China for several years to work on a park there for Universal. Like that's what they do, right? So, like in a way, it almost made sense for them to have the headquarters there. And it's like you don't have to have those Imagineers constantly, you know, traveling or or moving themselves to Florida to work on these big projects at Disney World. But the you know the one thing that or, or it makes sense from that standpoint, but. Something that I did see that Iger was quoted on saying was that, um, and this was when he wasn't in charge of Disney, like, you know, yeah. you know, because people would always ask him his opinion on on decisions that were being made. And what Iger said was that he felt that keeping creative teams together was more important. And, yeah. and from that view, 
um, like, yeah, you know, we, we, we love thinking about the parks and go, well, you know, it makes sense because, you know, Disney world's a big park, but, um, there is, you know, Disneyland is still there. And, and, you know, a lot of the stuff that happens between Disneyland, Disney world is mirrored, but then also there is the movie production side of it, which is as much involved with Imagineering. So thinking about it from that point of view is that, you know, you've got a lot of creative people on the West coast that, you know, if you, if you split up Imagineering between um, effectively split it between the East and the West coast, it would actually make um, getting that kind of collaboration between movies, um, parks um, and all that. I think it would, it would have made it a lot harder from just a, a general collaboration standpoint. And I think that was, like I said, like Iger made that statement a long time ago. And I think that may be driving part of this decision as well sure. is just the, that, you know, Hey, it doesn't make sense to, you know, you know, we want you guys all working together to, you know, figure out the next big thing, but y'all are on opposite sides of the continent. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I, listen, I do think I, I truly believe, you know, we talked about the $17 billion. I don't think that that's just a talking point. They said it in their earnings call. You can't just say stuff in earnings calls, right? Like, yeah. if they would have just said it separately, you could call it bluster, but they literally said it on an earnings call. So you really have to kind of look at that as they really do want to commit that much. And if that's the case, Imagineering is about is, is very busy right now, right? Like they're, yeah. really working hard and like i said we talked about this before with bruce vaughn back at the head like he was you know the head of creative creative during some of the best years of of new attractions some of the most popular things that were built and it, it, it a lot of people saw after he left they felt like you know things changed or or you know that uh things declined right so it, it's it's great to have people like that back and some of the old guard and you know if you remember too during the past couple of years you know you had people like Joe Rody to, you know, just retire or, and he mm-hmm. didn't even really retire because he went to another company, right? Like he's yep. doing design for, I think it's like Virgin Galactic or something. Right. Um, so like you lost some of the brain trust of Imagineering. And part of that was because of this move. Part of them did not want to move and they were going to move 90% of Imagineering. And, and I mean, yeah, so this, it's definitely a huge change. I, I think it, hopefully they can get back some of the talent they lost because of it. And uh, because I do think, I, I kind of feel like we're on the precipice of another Disney decade, right? Like a, of huge expansion, lots of investment. Iger really believes in the parks. Like it's interesting because Chapek, despite being the chairman of the parks for years before he became CEO, I felt like he didn't understand the company, like that he didn't understand that. Like Iger feels that the parks are like the heart of the company, you know, and, and he believes in investing in them. And he said that many times. He says, I'm very bullish on the parks, right? Like he's he's been saying that. So that's yeah, the kind of thing it, parks fans want to hear, right? Is I'm bullish on the parks, meaning they're going to add a lot, you know? Yeah, and, and and I hope that, you know, what, because the thing is, is that Iger can't keep doing this forever. Of course not. And, no, he's got to find a replacement. <laughs> yeah. But I, I hope that these, like, these things seem like he's making moves and decisions. And I feel like he's kind of giving, you know, somebody a roadmap of like, you know, I've done all the the groundwork for, you know, this is if you want this to work over the next 10 or 15 years, you know, here are the key things that need to happen, right? Yeah, like if he sets I, up that blueprint yeah. of the Disney decade again and he says, Listen, here's what we're going to do in the next 10 years. Next CEO, here's what you do, right? Like we got it yeah. set, we got the strategy down, you just need to execute, right? <laughs> like, right? Yeah, give them, yeah, saying. you know, give yeah. them a playbook and, you know, let them run it because I, I feel that's what these kinds of decisions are leading into. 
I agree with you. I, and you know, I know that we're in a lull right now, right? Like we're Disney's mm-hmm. finishing up their existing products pro- projects. But I, like I said, I think before the end of the year, we're going to hear a lot of big announcements. Now, whether those are at Disney World or they're elsewhere, I don't know, right? Like I, I don't know what what they're going to do in Disney World. There's a lot of stuff going on there, so I, I don't I, know what what's going to happen there. But I, I don't think that they're just going to completely abandon Disney World and not do anything. I, I think they will. No. I just don't think yeah. we've heard it yet. It, yeah, I, I, I think it. You know, like I said, I, I'm going back to my my belief right now is that we're we're seeing still the aftermath of um, the blip, and yeah, I agree. yeah, and it's you know, yeah, that, that's it's what we. True. Sorry, no, that, it's true. That's what we it's call it in my recover. house. Is, it it yeah. is like it, it was the it was a blip of like you know almost two years worth of time, and you know a lot of things just aren't going to happen immediately because of it and and i think you know we just have to be patient i I, and you know to be honest i i don't think it's a bad thing that we don't have anything kind of planned for the next little bit i think because if you know this kind of goes back to the whole star wars marvel thing is that if they keep you know oh there's something new you know you know you know don't worry you come back in six months and we'll have something new that kind of loses its luster after some time as well that like it, you know, if, if there's, or absence makes the heart grow fonder, right. Yeah, you know, sure, yeah. th- because then the, you know, the next thing that they do announce, it'll be like, Oh, you know, Hey, this is exciting. I'm going to look at this because there hasn't been anything for a bit. Like you, you, it piques your interest. Right. So yeah, yeah, I don't, absolutely. I don't think it's bad that, that we aren't hearing anything in the moment. Yeah. And I think it's a cycle yeah. too, right? Like, you know, you have this cycle of like, I mean, just over the past six years that we've been doing the show, you know, we're talking about, uh, yeah. wait, did Avatar open at the beginning of our show when we first started? Right. Like, um, I think yeah, it was, yeah, it yeah. was pretty close. Yeah. 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 It, so yeah then, it was still like yeah. the 300 minute waits for, yeah, for yeah. flight of passage at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just in the past six years, they've opened two huge new lands, right? They've added on to Tomorrowland and magic kingdom. They've, you know, redone all of Epcot, the front part of Epcot, you know, like there, there, yep. there's been a lot that they've done. They built several new hotels. Like they've done a lot of stuff in in the past just five years alone, right? Like it's not like they're just not doing anything. And I, I do think you know, it, it, it we're in a, the bottom of the cycle right now, right? Like so they're going to announce new stuff, and sure, it's going to be three, four, five years away, but at least we're going to have a roadmap of what's coming next. You know? Yeah. I, I honestly believe we're going to hear about this stuff before the end of the year or, you know, whatever the next D- D23 is, which I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, I thought it was around September time frame. Yeah. Let me see. <laughs> D23 Expo 2023. Okay. Let's see here. <laughs> uh, you're right. September 10th. You were right. Yep. 9th and 10th. Okay. So there you go. Um, but yeah, no, I, I see us having, I, I see us getting some, uh, you know, some more news on these things. So. Anyway, we'll find out though. Yeah, I guess anyway. I, we know the way to know. So, yeah, let's. Um, so we have a couple more topics here. I think we're really kind of <laughs> pushing yeah, we're our, like, our time here. Yeah, yeah. So really quickly um, here. So there's yeah. some new summer ticket offers. Uh, four day, four park magic, ninety nine dollars per day. Pretty good deal. Um, yeah. um, although it's just, funny because. Good. Sorry. Um, sorry. Just a, a side note to this. Um, I've seen people commenting on you know, oh, Disney must be hurting for money if they're doing the same this. Thing. Um, no. <laughs> Um, what I see this as is they were doing this before. Exactly. Um, this is them going back to previous behavior, which is, yeah, they offer promos at various times a year 
and they're actually just finally getting back into pre-COVID behavior. It's not that they need money. It's just this is how this is part of their um, business design, I guess. Would yeah, be the best they, they, they use these promos. You notice like you look at these promos and it'll be like, cannot use between these dates and these dates and these dates and these dates. Because what they're trying to do with these things is fill in the gaps, right? They're just trying yeah. to have as much attendance over the years they can they and like you said i was gonna say the exact same thing trevor i swear because <laughs> i saw that a couple times like oh they must be hard up for people it's like yeah but they've always done this like they've always had promos throughout the year even when they were at peak busyness before covid like they just always had some sort of promotion mm-hmm. going on at different times because they're trying to fill in the gaps like that's just what they do you know like <laughs> do, do you know I what mean, the tell is for me um as yeah. a canadian is that they so they're starting to do this again too, is that they would offer like hotel rates and everything. They would be like 25% off. And oh, yeah, the, yeah. Re- the reason that they do that is that that actually gets the, the 25% kind of gets it close to on par with the Canadian dollar because we're usually about uh, yeah. everything's about 25% more expensive here versus us. So um, they're starting to do that again here as well. Which again, you know, it's it's they have no reason to do it other than it just draws Canadians to the park, which yeah. they want, right? So, yeah. yeah, and I mean, you know, you're also they have a Florida resident deal too, which is a really good deal, which is fifty eight dollars per day plus tax for a four day ticket. That's that's a really good deal. <laughs> that, yeah, that's wow. That that's like two thousand and eight type prices. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they they're 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 definitely trying to get locals back too. I think this is a way for them to get some locals going again too. So yeah. Um, but really quickly, right. let's talk about these Disneyland updates because we got a couple of them. So, um. No Fantasmic this summer at Disneyland. Basically, Disneyland is saying Fantasmic will not return to at least Labor Day, um, which is sad. You know, it's a bummer. Mm-hmm. It just got too spicy there for, for the dragon. <laughs> yeah, you, it's interesting though because they have a B mode. They could do the th- they can do the show without I, the without Maleficent, well, but the stage must have just taken too much damage. Yeah, I, I think the larger stage took some damage in that fire, and, and I and I think it's also it gives them a chance to really like look at systems and like fix things so yeah, to make you know, it so that it doesn't catch fire again yeah because yeah, otherwise it like running the show means like every night they have to make sure it's in a state where it's usable so they can't really like dive into you know hey why did this start on fire and stuff like that so you would think yeah. they would have some sort of fire suppression system built into the into the framework of the thing but you know um if know. if you've seen the way that maleficent comes up i like Maybe they just can't do it's, it. It's it's kind of hard, like because it's it's literally like this thing rising up out of the stage, and um, I, yeah, I I think it I think having this suppression built into it, and then it, like I think it was also kind of automated in or like it it had is like it wasn't somebody like manually doing oh, yeah, it where yeah. they could make a decision where it's like oh that's you know you know, run the fire extinguisher now kind of thing, or like hit, hit the big red button to stop it. Like they just, they just need to have yeah. one of those water cannons, not even used for the show, just pointed directly at Maleficent's mouth. And then you only use it in case it catches on fire. Like you just turn it yeah. on and you just raise it down. <laughs> Brilliant idea, Trevor. All right. You just put one of the, okay. no one will know it's even there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm, no, I there's, like there's so many reasons why not. <laughs> So because I mean, the, the boat also runs right in front of there too. Yeah, the like boat they, runs right. In front yeah, of it, yeah, yeah. They can't do that. <laughs> so we we talked about this other thing right a yeah. while ago because this started I, during the pandemic. 
that Disneyland is basically doing this thing called Disneyland Forward, where they're basically saying like they have run out of uh, ability to develop Disneyland, right? So like it says it somewhere in here. We're basically, uh, oh yeah, so Disneyland Resort building uh, all of its permitted entitlements, right? So like they only have so many uh, areas that they're allowed to develop in, right? And so Disneyland Forward would not expand the number of hotel rooms and acreage of the theme park attractions that Disney's allowed to develop. Disneyland is already permitted to develop more hotels uh, that it has been able to fit into its current land use. But so they, they haven't done all of what they can do. And so basically what Disneyland Forward is, is a pitch to local officials to say, here's what we want to do over the next 20 years. And here's what we need to do it. Right. And, and part of that is permitting and zoning and all that fun stuff. But basically, they're making a pitch to Anaheim of, here's how we want to grow the parks. Here's where we want to go with this. And uh, really laying it out there, which I think is really interesting. I, I mean, I know, um, you know, this is definitely different than Disney World, right? But it, it, at the same time, it's, um, you know, they really need to, uh, you know, work on all of these things with the local government a lot more than they do at Disney World, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the municipality has to be on board with their plans or else like what we saw a couple of years ago where they started plans to build a new hotel and it basically just got scrapped because the minister the city of Anaheim was like, yeah, no, we don't want to do this. So, so I know like this um, Disney forward stuff or Disneyland forward stuff. um, They're having a lot of community, um, like meetings and stuff like that. Yeah. Because basically like, like it's not just like the city of Anaheim. It's like, they have to get buy-in from the constituents because the, the, the weird thing about Disneyland is like, and you, like, I think you, you heard Jody say it um, when we had her on the show the other week is that it's a weird place. And that like, when you go into one of the hotels, you look one way and it's Disneyland and you look the other way and it's houses. Like it's, it's, it's that, yeah. <laughs> it's that close. So, so, you know, all the plans that Disney's trying to make and everything they're trying to execute on, they have to make sure that they're not, um, that the people that live in that area are good with it because, you know, it, it does mean, yeah, you know, more shows, more, you know, parks, like, like it's, it has a larger effect and it's, it's, uh, unlike Disney World, where it's like, well, we can just do a new show, and because it's so far and away from everything else, that it's like, you know, they they change out the show at Epcot multiple times, and nobody says anything, right? But yeah, yeah. to do a new fireworks show at Disneyland, or to like to add more to it, would be more difficult because, like, they can't be running fireworks twenty four seven because there's people that live there. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and this yeah. and this says too, the city of Anaheim is preparing an environmental impact report on the proposal, which would allow Disney to build attractions on space currently reserved for use as parking lots. Disneyland Forward would also allow Disney to mix theme park and hotel development, building new rooms inside its parks, which is not allowed under the current rules. So mm, interesting, yes. right? Yeah. So yeah, that 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 also is leaning more towards the um, like in in Tokyo and Shanghai and whatnot, they actually have, and even Paris actually has like the, um, some of the parks have like the hotels are like right in the park kind of thing, well, which, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of the concept for Westcott, which was yeah. the West, the West coast Epcot was supposed to have in their version of world showcase was supposed to have hotels in each one of the, uh, the countries. 
so that like you could stay in the hotel in mm-hmm. that's themed to that country. And then, you know, at night, if you wanted to, you could kind of walk around and go to a different country. Like, I mean, listen, I'm not saying that they're reviving Westcott. I don't think they are, but it is cool that they're looking to build hotels within the parks. I, I think that's yeah. a huge draw for people. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, that would be, that would be amazing. Like, like, you know, it goes back to like Damon said about, you know, having a, a part or having a hotel, like right in right at Epcot, Epcot. Yeah. yeah like it's yeah you know if they can get the buy-in for that you know that's that's just going to um you know Disneyland is already um it's tight on space but it's it's such like it's it's a totally different thing it's from different vibe, Disney yeah, World right? yeah um but it would just yeah it would bring it to that next level and and it just further um you know they're trying to better establish the Disney bubble literally like you would yeah like you said, you know, you'd end up in a, in a position where it's like, well, you're in a hotel inside of the park. Like there's no reason to, to leave kind of thing, which yeah. I wonder how that works for park tickets then. Cause if you buy, yeah, I guess it just gets rolled into your, your, I guess they'd have to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, Cause yeah. Cause you're just like, well, I'm just here anyway. What are you going to do? Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I mean, but yeah. they are claiming that this, if they were to develop everything out, it would result in $244 million annually in additional tax revenue for Anaheim, uh, including, yeah. you know, a lot more uh, jobs and just, you know, more because, uh, you know, listen, even if Disney's directly generating that much in tax revenue, there's, you know, there's all sorts of side businesses around the resorts. And this is Disney World, too, that make money off the fact that that, you know, Disneyland or Disney World is busy. Right. Like and, and there are guests coming in like the they, they also have this secondary impact on the local economy, too. So, um, you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what actually what actually comes comes of this, because um, we did see some like initial plans of what they want to do. Um, and it looks really cool. So, I mean, I, I hope mm. it moves forward for the sake of Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope they get the buy-in they need because uh, otherwise, otherwise they'll have to change gears again and, <laughs> and we'll see what that looks like. All right. Let's wrap this up with this one right. last thing at Disneyland. And that is a Steamboat Willie splash pad. We got some, some concept art here for the Steamboat Willie splash pad. That's going to be at the villas uh, at Disneyland hotel. And it looks like it's got some, uh, it looks like the Steamboat Willie boat, right? Of course, like deconstructed, but mm-hmm. you know, it looks like it's got it's a splash pad, it's like right? Some, so it's, it's sunk into yeah. the like, it, it look, yeah. yeah, it's like the the Steamboat Willie thing is sunk into the water, kind of. Yeah, thing, but yeah, I mean, like this is a splash pad for kids, right? So it's not mm-hmm. going to be like crazy cool, like you know, ridiculous, but well, you know, there's well, no, but fog and there's you know jets that pop up and stuff like that. So go ahead, sorry. The the thing is, is that you know, back to like you know pools and stuff and what makes you know a good pool, like the splash pad is as much a part of it as anything. Like, and especially if it like I, some of the, the parks or some of the hotels rather, you know, the splash pads look very much like any generic splash pad that you can get. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like 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 the little mushroom thing that like has the water that comes down. Yeah. It's like, it's just generic. Yeah. Yeah. Like this one definitely has some flair to it. It has, you know, it, it very much, you know, you know, you're at a Disney, hotel or stay or at a Disney pool with this one. Um, yeah. So I, I think, you know, I think it's cool. Yeah. We, we need to see more of that because um, it, it seems like, it seems like sometimes, it, you know, we talked about this previously, some of the pools kind of, they, they kind of um, do the bare minimum, I guess, to, sure. to, to it. And this is definitely, you know, there was some thought put into it. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, there was definitely design. There's some misting effects. There's some little waterfalls. There's sprays. Like, my daughter would go ham in this place. Like, she'd lose it. Oh, she'd yeah. have a great time. She'd really like it. So, I, I would I would walk through it because, you know, it's, why not? It, it's, it's shallow. You know, you know, you get your feet wet and cool and, you know, you know, you can just. You don't have to go play in it, but you can walk through it and enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. All right. Let's wrap this thing up, right. Trevor. I feel like this was a really okay. long episode. So let's it was. Yeah. All right. Um, as usual, if you guys want to reach us, you can always find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. We, we love getting your emails, uh, so please keep sending them. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can always find us on Facebook as Welcome Home Podcast. Uh, same thing on YouTube. Uh, Instagrams is welcome home picks. If you want to follow us uh, also for the Facebook group, uh, it's welcome home Disney waitlist. If you haven't uh, joined it yet, um, please consider. So we, you know, you know, we've got lots of great people in there, lots of great discussion going on. Um, so, you know, we'd love to see more people come in. I, uh, I will say, you know, you know, back to the whole points thing. I know um, the, you know, the, the whole competition around the points was, <laughs> was just that you know it was a friendly Still going competition, on just but, payments out of but, the competition now <laughs> yeah but but i i will say that you know i i think you know it did kind of spark you know a lot a lot more people feeling like they could start conversations and start uh threads which you know we've said that for a long time is you know it's the it isn't um you know we didn't want to be just us posting in the group and, and i'm yeah. i'm very happy that you know there's lots of people talking in there and I, I think, you know, it just further helps make it, you know, what we always say is it's a great community and a good place to talk about Disney stuff without um, all the stuff you see in other Disney groups, which is, you know, drama. So, you know, we're pretty drama free. Um, points drama, yeah. <laughs> well, it's pretty drama free does not mean 100 percent, you know. Um, and poor Dan getting an accidental ban. <laughs> yeah, that, I feel that so was, bad for Dan. So okay, yeah. So so yeah, yeah. What what one of our our, our listeners? He Dan. he. Yeah, yeah. One of the Dans reached out to us, and uh, because it was actually Facebook that did it, it wasn't yeah. anything to do with with us. It, Facebook. Um, he he used a meme template that Facebook has decided is uh, controversial, and so he cut he now is in a mode where it's on the naughty list <laughs> yeah it, 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 we, we had to keep approving his posts so he, he could get in there but uh poor Dan. Yeah, ho- sorry Dan. Yeah, ho- hopefully that gets sorted out yeah yeah that you know silly uh algorithm stuff yep, yep um but yeah um so anyway um uh aside from all that if you did want to help support the show you can always go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and check out our t-shirts and uh mugs and fanny packs and stuff because uh um, you know, why would you not want to wear our merch when you're going to on your next Disney trip? So, you know, consider uh, consider picking something up there before you go. And alternately, if you would rather support us through something like Patreon, we do have uh, uh, patreon.com slash welcome home pod, which has a bunch of different levels of support. And uh, anyone who supports us through Patreon gets access to the Discord server, which we we talked about previously is, you know, it's a, it's another place where we we talk with some of our listeners. So if that's of interest to you, please have a look. And last but not least, if you are listening on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review. It does help more people uh, find the show. And if you're listening on iTunes and you want to leave us a review, we would love to see it. And, you know, we may read it out on the show. Like the one I'm about to read. We got a new one. All right, so this we is got? from user, uh, which this, by the way, this makes me think this person just created an Apple podcast 
account just to uh, to to put this on here because their their uh, their username is DVC twenty five plus years. So that's what their username is. And this is a must listen for listen for Disney fans. Hello, I'm new to podcasts and stumbled on on yours uh, upon yours a few weeks ago. Truly a new listener. Look at that. Really new wow. listener. Welcome to the show. Right. Uh, I truly enjoy the helpful information, comical banter, and especially the opinions. Uh, you all share with your listeners each week. While I'm a new listener, I'm an old DVC member since 1997, but we have not stayed up on all the post-pandemic changes. We have a big family re- reunion trip planned for Thanksgiving week, and listening to your new shows and catching up on old ones has eased my mind for planning this trip. Thank you all for the laughs. You make my Monday morning commute bearable, as well as the rest of the days. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, that's such a nice yeah. review. I mean, you know, welcome, first of all. That's amazing that you just started listening to us, and I'm glad you find us comical because we, we find ourselves hilarious. So, um, so yeah, so no, that's great. And, and, you know, I'm really excited for you to have your big family reunion for Thanksgiving. So, you know, let us know if there's any other way to help. Yeah. 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 You know, you know, if, if, uh, you know, if you're not in the group, you know, the group is a great place to talk about these kinds of things. Exactly. So thank you very much. So uh, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any podcast app out there. You can find us. Just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, all opinions we express in the show are our own. So please call, contact a DVC representative or Disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today. A huge thank you to our sponsor, Monero Financial, for sponsoring this episode. And, of course, World of DVC for continuing to be a supporter of this show. Please check them out. Uh, join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair, how she can cut is no